On this episode of the Star Wars Time Show, Matt and Nick will prepare for the Bad Batch by confirming their own speculation while also laying down predictions for the premiere. They'll then shift their focus to a rumor about Revan and how he may be brought back into canon via the Acolyte series. From there, the Force will guide them towards a few Kenobi series updates complete with their first official leak. The discussion will devolve towards the fan segment where they'll update the Marvel v. Star Wars Battle Bracket, recite from responses to the question of the week, and honor this edition's top five Star Wars fan artist features, complete with a fan shot breakdown session. Punch it, Chewie! Everybody, you never know what's going to happen, Nick, when we start early, right? Yeah, I know, right? Matt bringing out the vibrato (laughs) there for the Uh, intro. I felt like I was in church or something back in the (laughs) choir, letting it rip. Yes, we are back and no one is here to play with us. That's all right. We're kind of doing what we do. And that's just we go live whenever the fuck we want. Yeah. That's right. We don't we don't do it like a normal show where people can set an alarm and bank on their two <laughs> sort of favorite Star Wars fan pos- podcasts to show up. No. We just stealth that shit, right? We're like yeah. guerrilla style podcasters. Yeah, no. We we don't really adhere to any particular time or anything like that. We're we're like, you know what? Uh we can go a little early today, so we're going to do that. All right, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some some stuff popped up in the schedule that that kind of warranted it. Uh, I had an opening in in real life, uh, so we just decided to powwow a little bit earlier than usual. So, yeah. uh, but it's all good. We're here. We're ready to talk Star Wars. We got a few things to riff on before we get to this week's topics. There is Tones. He got the message. He set his alarm. He is present and accounted for. There we go. Tones uh, is here because he's in the top five. Let's all be real here. This is uh, a, he, he. He's always here. I, know, I mean, yeah, Tones is. You know, he's got the wrench. He's he's a uh, he's. Uh, I guess what you he has some prestige. Yes. When it comes to the SWTS, because he's got that blue wrench. But you know what I love about Tones? I mean, when he saw that the top five. I know, Nick, you probably didn't look at it, but the guy instantly puts up a huge thank you in his story saying it it, it made his day, his week, and that's why we do what we do. But, Tones, you're just going to have to be patient because we've got a lot of hot air to get through before we get to your top five, but congratulations, buddy. Welcome to E159. How many more of these can we do? Honestly, another 150. I don't know. <laughs> Man, if you think about 150 episodes, that's like we usually do one episode a week. I think maybe at the beginning of Star Wars Time Show, we, we did two a couple of times, maybe a few. But 150 episodes, that's like three years worth of content. If Ridiculous. you're listening to one podcast a week. And, th- and again, this is just SWTS proper. We yeah. do have that back catalog that is only 
only viewable on Entertainment Buddha YouTube at this point in time. Yeah, because no, I've even I've even wiped out all the all the old audio from those days all, as well. All the podcast feeds are dead too. So if you're if you're a true SWTS fan and you want to go back to the old days where Matt and I were only doing shows that lasted fifty eight to sixty five minutes long, I do remember. I mean, because those are the days I'd roll in after a Friday night at, at Buffalo Wild Wings. I, I'd usually had a uh, well over a half gallon of beer, getting close to a gallon. And, you know, I, I'd, I'd put the women to bed, I'd strap up, and I, just, I, I don't know. I mean, you really never knew what, what was going to come out of my mouth. I mean, I wasn't crazy. I wasn't, like, spewing stupid racist shit. I mean, it just sometimes I'd be like, I'd be talking like I had marbles in my mouth because I was <laughs> literally drunk. <laughs> Uh, one of my favorites is still, you know, I might've had a little bit of a, a, a vapey wapey after drinking and, and Nick was just like on a tear about this trailer. He's like, Oh dude, this and that was great. And this was awesome, man. It was like one and, of and the it, first, um, trailers for resistance. Yeah. yeah something something like that. It's just like, yeah, it was great. It was aw-. And, and Nick, like I said, he's breaking it down. He, he's dropping some analysis and then he throws it to me like we usually do. Like, I, I'm sure people have noticed if Nick and I can do anything well, it's we, we know when to talk and when to be quiet and when to pick up when the other one is done talking. So Nick, Nick was getting ready to throw it to me as we call it in the business, uh, waiting for a, some sort of deep thought like a like, like an awesome opinion on this trailer and all i could muster up was I, I, the helmets looked really cool dude yeah i really <laughs> like the helmets like it's like all right yeah helmets uh, i mean they look great <laughs> yeah he's like okay on to the next segment because this guy is drunk uh, oh, Tone's turning 52, so he's going to be drinking some suds this weekend. Enjoy. Uh, don't drink too much or you'll feel like COVID, as as he and I were uh, kind of commiserating last week together. Because Nick, uh, I mean, I know I, I dropped it into our Slack, but I tell you what, man, about four hours after, three hours after the show ended last week, I got vaccination fucked. Like, yeah smacked in the face in the dick in the balls in the butthole whatever you want to talk about it was some of the most severe what i'd call flu-like symptoms i've ever had and it, wow. and it lasted for about 34 hours so i did not luck out uh, i was one of those that 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 got the bad side of the 50 50 on the moderna second shot but I'll tell you what, it, it it let me know that I was still alive. I mean, it, <laughs> it was fucking intense, man. I mean, there are times I'd be laying there and my joints felt like they were seized. I had extreme body fatigue and then I'd start getting really hot. So I'd take my blanket off and I'd be like, oh, I should try to go take a pee. And as soon as the blanket comes off, then the insane chills would kick yeah. in. So oh, Nick, there's no. one time I was trying to take a piss. And those chills kicked in to the to the point where I was convulsing, and I became a human version of one of those cadence style sprinklers, you know, that goes like, yeah. So I was like flailing my urine all around the all around the the man cave bathroom down here because my body was like had the covid shakes but or the vaccination shakes i don't want to say i had covid so here's the deal people don't be scared of it it may happen it's a good thing 
If you get fucked up, it means your immune system is kicking ass. Yeah. And and it's making you feel like shit because it is kicking the shit out of uh, the stuff that the vaccine makes your body do. I have and my f- next one on actually a week from today on May 4th. So. All right. Uh, that was bad. I mean, I like all day yeah. Wednesday, bro. I can't even believe I got the podcast out in the <laughs> for the audio only version because it's it's the type of flu death where you just don't give a fuck about anything. You, yeah. you just you literally just what laying and staring at a wall is about all you want to do. I mean, I didn't yeah. I didn't I don't want to game. I didn't want to watch movies. I just you know what? I, I fucking watched the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO like that. Okay. That was perfect type of content for the vaccination death that I had. But uh, like I said, it just let me know that the science was working. And and it really was, man. It, it, Tuesday night, the, the the flip switched on, and I was fucked. Uh, Wednesday, while sleeping, going into Thursday night, I, I literally sprang up out of bed soaking wet, but the switch was flipped off. I mean, it, uh-huh. it's not like a flu where you gradually recover. It's literally off and then on, and you're yeah. right back to normal. I mean, I I was on Thursday, right back to doing legs and deadlifts. So yeah, just straight up ready to go. All right, well, that's good to know. I mean, I don't. I've I've heard different things, read different things that like like your blood type can affect how bad your sure. your symptoms are and stuff like well, that. Well, you're you're and Pfizer, so I have the blood type that's like you get like reduced symptoms or reduced. Ah, there you go. Like kickback, but Taylor Taylor's gonna be comatose i feel She's yeah rick rick out. emmert he's he's there too it sounds like the pfizer one kicked his ass i've heard the to me I, i've i've heard at least and have read moderna seems to be the worst in terms of how many people are going to get hit on the second one mm-hmm. pfizer yeah there there have been reports of people getting dinged but it looks like rick got got blasted by the pfizer yeah, but in the end it, it's fucking working people don't be scared of it get them the, the science is legit uh, these people and I, I have friends like, oh, I, I don't trust it. It's like getting the iPhone Gen 1. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like you do realize that the iPhone Gen 1 was a perfectly usable right. and, and good and phone. And it's, it's, too, it's right? not even a good comparison because first off, how can any human, unless they are a, a, a biologist or an epidemiologist or a medical doctor or someone that works in the field of vaccination, how can they know that they can't trust something with zero background in the field? Okay. And a lot of these people, Nick, I've seen them ingest or inject shit that came out of like fucking cars at a a gym, at a seedy parking lot. So it's funny that now with with science, like, oh, I don't know. I don't quite trust. Oh, but you trusted all that other shit we did when we were 20 that people pull out of their underwear. Exactly. And they're like, I don't know if I can trust this vaccine that's been developed. Bro, I bought ghb out of muscle mag back in the 90s they sold ghb as cleaner out of muscle mag as cleaner and i would drink it yeah okay so you're never gonna hear me poo poo science but i actually did read what the mrna vaccines do it's fucking rad man i mean it's just like that's the other thing oh it took it, it, it they got it done so quick hello it's the 21st century yeah 
they had like 16 billion dollars and most every site is working on this yeah. it's gonna go quick but here's what it does real quick for those that are uninformed who or who choose to not be informed all the mrna vaccines do and this is just so brilliant is they tell your body because RNA again is it's it's in our system. It's messenger DNA. It mm-hmm. it, it takes the DNA and actually starts Unzipping. coding stuff and, and building. So it, what the mRNA does is they figured out a way for it to tell our bodies to make a protein that is on the COVID nineteen virus. All right, it's just a protein. It's not part of the the virus itself. It's just a protein that helps COVID fuck us up. So the scientists are like, I bet if we just get humans to have their bodies create this protein, their bodies are automatically going to fight it because it's foreign. And that should simulate what a traditional vaccine would do where you'd actually, you know, you'd get a little dead chunk of virus or, 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 you know, DNA of a virus in you and have your body fight it. But that's not what this does. It's all, all it does. It says, it tells your body, all right, all right, make this shitty protein and kick the fuck out of it. Yeah. So if you do get COVID, it's going to see that protein on it and it's going to launch the troops. Yeah. Pretty MRNA fucking straightforward. Or antiviruses, vaccines have been like in development for a while too. Like if you look really like you can have an mRNA like case. So like you can just have like the base vaccine itself and then insert whatever protein that you need at that time. Yeah. And it like the reason that they were developing those is because they're easier to develop and they don't require like you can basically have the same baseline vaccine for everything and then just insert whatever you need into like the the protein spot. Yeah, it, it, it sounded like some pretty brilliant science to me, but hey, what do I know? I just read. I'm a fucking stupid college professor, but that's why I do read and educate myself. So there's that. Get vaccinated, people. If you don't trust it, go talk to someone that actually knows something about it. Not your family members, not Facebook, not social media, not your own intuition. All right. Yeah. That doesn't count. <laughs> I mean, half the shit we eat at restaurants or from the grocery store probably has more mutated science in it than what's in these vaccines. All right, so this is not the vaccine show. This is the Star Wars time show, motherfuckers. So we're going to talk some Star Wars. But before we get into this week's topics, I've got an update on my Clone Wars chronological. And no, it's not a bitch fest like last week. Although last week, those episodes did deserve that. Even though I forgot, it was funny, Nick. I bitched about those episodes. Then a day later, uh, someone on Reels or TikTok put up a video montage of those episodes and how the middle one has a direct homage to uh, Luke's rescue of Han and, and Chewie and them in Return of the Jedi with R2 hiding lightsabers and Anakin tipping to him and all that fun stuff. They're still shitty episodes because Jedis were pretending they didn't, they weren't Jedis for way longer than they should have. <laughs> uh, but this week, it's more of like just a cool little Easter egg that, that I forgot about or didn't pick up on the first time, but I did now. Uh, I'm in the midst, Nick, I don't know if you remember, it's a four episode arc where Obi-Wan Kenobi becomes a bounty hunter to infiltrate mm-hmm. the ranks to figure out a plot against Palpatine. Yeah, I remember. Um, so first thing I want to say is this arc is one of those beautiful arcs for how the Jedi masters fucked Anakin Skywalker's head up themselves. They drove him deeper towards the dark side, even though we do not get that in the movies. Why you ask? Well, let me tell you. 
the entire plot to fake Obi-Wan's death and have him take on the, the, the visage of Raku Hardeen was completely cooked up by the masters, including Obi-Wan, with the caveat that they don't tell Anakin so they can sell the death. All right? So right there, you can see that they know Anakin. They know how emotional he is. They're like, we can't include him because if he knows it's fake, at your funeral, he won't be able to sell sell it. it. And we're kind of anticipating on him being the selling point to the galaxy. If Anakin Skywalker looks devastated, people will believe that the great Kenobi was killed at the hands of Hardeen. All right. So they make this decision. And ultimately, Anakin learns of the lie and who helps him with this Palpatine. (laughs) It's so brilliant here. So not only were they lying to Anakin all along, they were trying to keep him out of the loop. He figures out what is going on. And his buddy Palpatine geniusly, because we know what Palpatine is doing at this point, he's grooming geniusly says oh you know what jedi i know you wanted to keep anakin out of this but at this point in time i think anakin and ahsoka should go figure out what's going on with these escaped prisoners with obi-wan being one of them so right there you can see again the hubris of the jedi the masters oh we know better than everybody we're gonna do the plan this way we're not gonna include skywalker but what that did is it again eroded his trust with the with the order while building up his relationship and trust with Palpatine. So thank you, Clone Wars cartoon, for doing expertly what the movies could not. <laughs> so that, that's point one. That, that's one of the best arcs. I've, I, uh, you know, one of the best points of this arc is it just shows how shady they treated Anakin. For good reasons or not. I, I could see the initial lie to sell it. But after that, you probably should have let him in. Because now you just, again, like I said, you're burning that bridge and you're also allowing him to snuggle into the warming and comforting arms of Palpatine. Bad. But here's the cool part, Nick, and we'll we'll move on from here. And this one, like I said, I was just watching it. I I had no recollection recollection of this moment from the first two or three times I've seen this. But in, uh, I think it's S4E15. So the very first episode of this arc, it's called Deception. Mm-hmm. Uh, Obi-Wan, you know, changes his appearance. He ends up in prison. He, he's working on this, uh, what's, what's his, Moralo Eval character. Uh, but while he's in there, he calls back to the old folks' home, as he calls it in Attack of the yeah, Clones. Attack At least clone. that that's what it, it sounded like to me, right? Is that what it yeah, sounded like to you? Yeah, that's what it sounded like to me, oh, too. Send it up, send it up, carry the old folks' home. home. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, Nick, and, and I know I'm really building this up to be something special, and it's <laughs> probably not going to be. But as he calls Windu and Yoda, he's using the code name of Ben. And go. I just I thought that was a, a, a very awesome nod to his code name that he fully adopts once he becomes uh, an exiled Jedi on Tatooine. Uh, obviously, he he fully assumes the mantle of Ben Kenobi, old Ben, crazy old Ben. Uh, so I, I just thought it was cool that you know Kenobi even back during the Clone Wars for some reason was using the code name of Ben. Do you think that like I mean this is just like another piece of speculation thought 
I mean, like he had to be a kid at one point before he was brought to the Jedi Order, and I right. guarantee you they did not give him the name Obi Wan as a as a born little human baby. You think that he was just born as Ben Kenobi? And yeah, I don't then, know. Like, I mean, that's a good Jedi question. Adopted him. He they they gave him the name of Obi Wan. It's a good question because I know I don't know if Kenobi's past is is canonized. I know there have been uh, stories on it. Maybe hell, maybe they're even fan stories, but. Um, I don't think he was he was abducted or anything, but he definitely was taken at at a very young age. Yeah. Uh, I, for some reason, I feel like he was on a farm planet. I don't know. I, I could be completely hallucinating. This could be from a bad trip or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Kenobi's one of the characters that like so much has been like told about him in old canon and in new canon and stuff like that, and it can get kind of like right. I don't. I, mean, I, I, I don't like, remember the yeah, order. I mean, it's hard to track. I, I don't know of the order giving new names like the Sith do. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. Ahsoka, I mean, she was in it from a little kid. <coughs> a little kid, and she's always been... Uh-oh. <coughs> she's always been Ahsoka, so... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, I, dude, even when I was little, and this makes no sense, but I was little, so of course nothing made sense. But Obi-Wan, for some reason, lined up to Ben to me. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I mean, Obi-Wan like and Ben. Obi-Wan and Ben. Obi-Wan like and Ben. You were, sure. You were like, it's like, oh, they're the same person. They're the same. They're the right. Same like, person. I just, I thought that was like his middle name or some shit. Like, Obi-Wan Ben Kenobi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, like a, yeah, his, his middle name, something like that. Uh, um, so, I don't know. That I, I just thought that was a cool little nugget. It was neat to see him using it on a secret mission. And then, obviously, with the, with the foresight of, of, uh, who he ultimately becomes and who he dies as, right? Because, I mean, to Luke, he's always been, right? I mean, he yeah. th- does Luke even, I guess he calls him Obi-Wan here and there. Right. And, Towards and the end, like once he, like, um, I think it was like in, in ROTJ, he refers to him as Obi-Wan when yeah. he's asking, like, why didn't, you know, like, you didn't tell me this. Or, well, because even in, even in Empire, when he's dying yeah. on the ice sheets of Hoth, he's like, Ben! Yeah. So, so he was born so kenobi was born on the planet Stu john yeah okay there you go like i said yeah. i mean Stu john is that real no, I mean, s-t-e-w-j-o-n that's gotcha that's, um yeah appearances age of republic kenobi one star wars journeys beginnings mm. mentioned only this is canon stuff too oh okay um yeah because well, yeah, i i do i i don't know well I know there was an Obi Wan and Anakin comic run of yeah, when Anakin was a younger there Jedi. At some All right. point, okay, and so then, that's like, probably he, where you're getting he mentions at. like this is where I was born. Got it. Um, but yeah, he uh, they don't mention that his name was Ben upon uh, birth. So. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just. I mean, obviously, we know why it was in Clone Wars. Why did George decide on it? Who knows? But he, Obi Wan and Ben are about as synonymous as they get, at least to me. So I, I yeah. like that nod. In the Clone Wars, again, that was uh, Season 4, Episode 15. It's the first episode of that four-episode arc where uh, Kenobi becomes Rako, Raku Hardeen and, and kind of infiltrates the bounty hunters. He's working with Cad Bane again. Oh, the other note I had in our Slack, because I know Nick probably just thinks I'm, I'm hammered and sending cryptic <laughs> messages. Uh, but when they're in prison, Cad uses Boba to help break them out, and Boba has already aged like 10 yeah, years said, it's, it's like crazy because we got to remember people the clone wars was three years long that's it yeah 
uh, it we only meet, takes we, place between episodes two and three. Like that's what does, I mean. Like we saw the end of Clone Wars proper. It's like right at the start of three. So it's not exactly. Like it yeah, yeah. Episode three and, and Clone Wars season seven literally butt up to each other all the way through Anakin's betrayal. Uh, and beyond but but still the clone wars themselves you had attack the clones kicks them off revenge of the sith ends them so it was a very short period of time but obi-wan again an unmodified version of the the jango template went from being a a standard clone boy in season two or three when he gets arrested to an a, a fucking teenager. I mean, like he hits like a big growth spurt. Ridiculous. So I'm not saying. I mean, <laughs> it's technically not out of the realm of possibilities. But Nick, there's a point. I'm like, is that Boba? Is that Boba yeah. in is the that jail? Even really him? Is, is that Boba? And then at the end, Cad's like, oh yeah, I paid the kid to help us out. So it's like, well yeah, then it's fucking Boba Fett. Jesus, that dude shot up in jail. I don't know what the hell they're feeding them on in those Coruscant prisons, but Jesus. I mean, that, that dude probably grew a foot to two feet <laughs> and, and went from a true adolescent to a, a late teen, is what I would say. Yeah. In about the yeah. matter of a year's time, if that. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's always weird to think about Boba Fett and, and like how he essentially like he's he's a clone, but he's not didn't have the same aging right. thing. Like we see him exactly. as a kid. And then, I mean, if you think about it, like we see him as probably, what do you think? He's 10, 10, something like that. When we first see him in, in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. But yep. then like 19 years later, we see him. I mean, you could, it's a, you could say like 19 to 22 years later, we see him in ESB and like, yeah, you never get a look at him, but he is like a, you're supposed to believe like he's essentially a grizzled veteran like you know bounty yeah, he's a, he's hunter a, that's, probably a 29 year old dude at that yeah point i would say time. he's not even 30 years old yet uh, you could argue that he's sub 30 or right at 30 and you've always just had this perception of him as like this especially like in the original trilogy as like this grizzled guy right. who's been around the block a ton of times when really he's like pretty young but well, he, he's definitely been around the block and you, you'd argue if you were raised with bounty hunters, it, it probably does chisel and grizzle you Yeah, uh, mu you much, much sooner than most of us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Boba is not that old of a, a dude in the original trilogy at all. No, so no. he's he's probably I mean, like, if you think about it, he's only 10 years older than Luke, if that. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's he's like Han Solo's age. Yeah, 10, 12 years in, older. In that, in that range. Yeah. All right, so there's there's your update on my uh, chronological rewatch. I have a feeling I'll be done with season four coming up. Uh, it just, it, and I, I mean, I love the Clone Wars. Been loving the, the, the chrono version of it, the chronological, that is. Mm -hmm. But you, you really can see, Nick, you know, season one, it's a little sketchy all around, just animation, stories. Yeah. They're, they're, Two, they're there's improvements. Three, there's drastic improvements. Four, it's like, oh, my God, now we're... You can really see they're hitting their stride. Actually, uh, amongst these episodes is the first Bo-Katan introduction episode. Nice. Uh, that was fun to watch. She really is just a shithead. I mean, Bo-Katan was a punk ass. Like a punk ass. She wasn't just fucking around with Death Watch for fun. Like she was second in command to, to Pre Vizsla, was fucking with Ahsoka. I mean, just mm -hmm. not a good person. Uh, I forgot that episode. I mean, they, they like basically her and Pre Vizsla in the, in the watch. They burned down a village 
that they've already invaded and taken their women because the village is like, can you please just be nice to us? So wow. Previs was like, yeah, we'll move out at, at dawn. At dawn, he shows up at the village, kills the dude's daughter right in front of him, and then burns their village down. That's Death Watch for you, people. Yeah, like, these fuckers. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. And that's, that's who raised. That's who raised Din. That's Din's boys. Yeah, that's yeah. that's their guy. Like, I mean, they I they know. truly were the, the 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 fringe aspect of the uh, warrior culture on on Mandalore. Jesus, but all right. Uh, the other thing I have before we get into it, Nick, and it's not Maya. It's this right here, and this is just a PSA for Star Wars fans. I saw this pop up right before we went live. Uh, The only reason I'm sharing it is because it comes from our buddy Hamill, Mm -hmm. Mark Hamill. And it's a, it looks like a, a May the 4th Be With You event live from USC. It uh, looks like it's sponsored or hosted by RW Quarantunes. I don't know who the fuck they are, but it, I think they do good things for charities yeah, if you're into like that type of stuff. Uh, and, and Hamill will be uh, kind of joining in the festivities. So I would just search, uh, search. It, this is a USC event. May the 4th Be With You. Uh, so you can probably find details from that. I'm sure Nick will throw it up in the post body shell when we put out the cast on Wednesday for its audio only debut. Yep. Um, but I just wanted to get that in front of Star Wars Nation. Yeah. Go listen to Mark Hamill talk to some people and uh, support a good cause for children. All right. Speaking of good causes. Hey, speaking of. Uh, speaking uh, of oh, I love I love that transition <laughs> phrase. So uh, we got a rumor here that I know, you know, Nick, we, we've kind of touched on the idea of this. Yes. Uh, your buddy, Corey Van Dyke, with the Kessel Run Transmissions outfit. Uh, you know, when he throws something out there, people seem to love it. It sticks. It gets, goes viral. Yeah. We actually get legit set leaks from Kenobi and no one gives a flying fuck. I was telling Nick before, I mean, we actually, I don't know if, if fans knew this, but we got, we got our own set leaks. We posted them. I'm thinking it's Kenobi's hut just based on the structure. It, it's as if it was a, a toxic story because we got it first. It didn't like the image didn't show up on Reddit where we usually look for leaks. It didn't show up anywhere. As tell Nick today, like on Reddit leaks, they, they put up a leak of the Andor set. It's like a parking lot with a truck bed and a spherical set piece on it. They put that up, but they were they, no one shared the Star Wars Time Show Kenobi uh, set leak, which again, we're, we're going to get to it. And I think it's Kenobi's hut, but it's just like, what the fuck? You know, we touch it and it gets cancer. Yeah. Kessel, Kessel Runch Transmission throws out horse shit. And it goes viral anytime they post to social media. But but here's what they're saying here. Uh, they're they're spe- I don't know if this comes from their quote unquote fake sources, <laughs> but Revan is to start appearing in canon material. A new focus on Sith lords to begin in canon, starting with the acolyte. Yes, uh, I, I mean, guess he debuted this with another pissant podcast that probably gets more uh, listeners than we do. But hey. I just think, and, and, and I'll, I'll end it here, my little woe is me bullshit. Nick, I just, I don't think we're foo-foo and fluffy enough to play <laughs> nice with the, the Star Wars fan podcast that seem to get traction. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't listen to their content. Like I said, I don't really listen to Star Wars fan content outside of this show, outside of our own show. And I only listen to our own show to critique how I'm talking on the show. Good man. Good so man. it's not like, like, I don't, I don't really intake any, any other 
fan content because I I don't really care about I'll, it. All I'll, that I'll much. tell you a funny story though. Is I think it was Johnny Osage. <laughs> He's like, hey. When you guys are on there bitching about KRT and all these people, I was like, I thought you were maybe just being hard on them. But he said, I, I tuned in to one of their broadcasts and he's like, you guys are right. It's pretty hard to listen to. I said, all right, thank you. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, we, we sit up here and I pick on them probably more than they should. I mean, I'm not that big of a dick in real life, but, uh, you know, sometimes if you pick a fight on the Internet, you might get some clout. Clearly, it hasn't worked because they blocked us immediately. Yeah, they just uh, they just blocked people. But yeah, in terms of entertainment, we win. In terms of good speculation, we win. In terms of leaks, I guess they win, but they've hit one out of a thousand. So yeah, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really pay attention to them. Like it's like it. it I'm not going to stress myself out over like they have more viewers or followers or whatever than us. Like they got juice from. Jason Ward, which always helps because he was the biggest leaker in Star Wars universe right. before he turned out to be a, a creepy internet guy that everybody has since shunned. Um, <laughs> he really is. And like, then he, when like, Reddit kills you, you are dead. Juice, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. No, I, get, if, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's just funny yeah. how we actually had some juice this week and it was sour. But. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just one of those things where, like, I feel like people are kind of have bucketed us into like a like a fan community artist community kind of podcast and like right. there's just not as much interest in that as there is in people who are leakers i guess you know hey i'll tell so, you what we we may be something that they are not but we're fucking good at speculation just yeah yeah we, just just we, see we, my we crosshair some... breakdown you motherfuckers you yeah you spoiler shits on instagram Ugh, spoilers I told you weeks ago that Crosshair was going to break before we even had confirmations because I know my shit. Yeah. It's like I don't need a fucking inside source. I just need a brain. Yeah. You, you caught that purely off of the trailer that Thank they gave you. us. Thank so. you, Nick. Thank you. As well as the Omega clone, probably female, probably Django. I had all that. No yeah. one had to fucking hold my hand and tell me. <laughs> but here we go to this Revan thing. And, and why, uh, while it may, hey there, hideous, you motherfucker. This is another one. He warned me that that second shot was going to kill me. I was like, eh, you know, I'm. I'm 40. I'm a tough guy. If anything, I'll be able to handle it. No, he was right. It's fucking <laughs> death. Uh, but Nick, yeah, Sith Lords to be recanonized via Acolyte, I do not think is far off. No. Yeah. Here's the deal, though, and, and hopefully they address this and they're not uh, misinforming their fans. If they do use the Acolyte to recanonize the likes of Revan, Malak... Uh, Bane, Plagueis, those, I mean, I know some have been quasi-recanonized. Yeah. It's all going to have to be uh, flashback or hologram-based, right? Because yeah, that's, Acolyte that's... Is, is not set during the timeline no. of the great Sith Lords. We're talking no. thousands of years of difference. Yeah, so that's kind of the way that I positioned it in our article on StarWarsTime.net, is that it... Given the High Republic era, which is when this takes place, like the, the Acolyte is going to take place in the High Republic era, which is roughly 200 years before any events that we see happen. In, yeah, before in, TPM. Like, I think you're spot on. 200 years up to yeah. TPM. So, and, and w what we know of this era so far is that is a, it's an era of expansion, gal like galactic expansion in terms of 
not really like discovering new planets, but like people like, you know, the, the Jedi know that there are planets out there and they're trying to forge their way to them. They're, they're, they're building new hyperlanes or they're opening new hyperlanes out to these outer rim planets so people can get out there and make a life for themselves. And, and to me, if you do have a Sith presence, which is very possible considering that the Acolyte's going to be taking place during that time, like if there is a Sith or dark side presence out there and they're doing the same thing, like forging their way into these planets that were hard to reach before, where the hyperlanes have been shut off or anything like that, then it's very possible that you, that you get into a situation where these Sith Acolytes or these dark side followers end up on a planet like Korriban that's been, right. you know untouched or that hasn't been visited for a thousand hey, years correct me if i'm wrong nick at this point in time and we'll go with high republic time yeah the sith were considered to be extinct right I by mean, most of the galaxy they were gone yeah like right. the, like the, like because, i mean dude, said in, the in phantom TPM, menace is like, literally the sith have returned like that's it's not until the phantom menace that the jedi realize that the sith are back yeah and i mean and that's we, 200 years after High Republic, so... Yeah, so, I mean, and, and so far as we've gotten in the High Republic, through the comics and through the novel series and stuff like that, there's no mention of Sith. Your, your primary antagonists are the right. Nihil and the Drengir. So, so I, the I think you're, are, you're, you're spot on. I'm thinking the Acolyte is probably going to be a disenfranchised Force user, right? Yeah, it could be. Who, or it probably, could be just like one of those shadow Sith that are waiting to like, yeah, you know, playing like that. the long game. And maybe they grab the Acolyte and, and bring him in. They're like, and it's kind of like the the Chester, the Molester, or, or a Flasher. <laughs> like, hey, kids, look what I got. You know, like, <laughs> hey, Jedi, look what I can do. And, and then they start slowly going yeah. on a journey of discovery through Sith lore, Sith history, Sith mm -hmm. artifacts. Because we know the Sith do the best at passing their essence, their spirit, their form into objects versus the force itself. Yeah, exactly. So like, I, yeah, I could 100% see, uh, characters like Revan, Malik, Bane, Malgus appearing in, in visions, in, in hollows, hell, holocrons themselves that they may find in these, yeah. these hidden Sith or dark side temples. I feel like there's going to be a lot of that in the Acolyte where you're going to see, I think you're going to see finding information about the, if this is true, like finding information about these Sith Lords from both sides, from, from like the dark side followers that are like going out there and trying to find it. But we also know that there are going to be Jedi outriders, basically, like, you know, Jedi uh, outlanders who, who go out into these unknown regions and, and explore and try to find information. And if yeah, that's the case, that, then that's what I mean. Even one of them, even one of them could get seduced and become yeah. the acolyte. I, I really think the acolyte itself. I mean, let, let's be real. It's probably going to be female, but that's OK. I do think she will, or the the lead is going to be a force user, probably leaning Jedi, if not trained a bit Jedi. Yeah. Who's going to have a little bit of that, that Skywalker uh, angst, a little bit of that, that curiosity to them. And like Nick said, maybe some, some shadow spirit, uh, maybe a, some Sith from the ether through an artifact itself. Uh, reaches out and affects this this candidate and pushes them over the edge. And this, this the acolyte to me, Nick, is going to be the driver 
for the return of the Sith in new canon. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it could be yeah. it could be uh, tied to Plagueis and then on to Sidious because we're not too far from the Plagueis Sidious training, Era. right? I yeah. mean, Sidious fucking died with the with Tross now at like 140, I believe. He's like 139 or some shit. Uh, yeah, so he's, whatever form of that he was. So I'm not saying it's going to be Sidious 200 years back, could it, but, but it could be Plagueis or it could be Plagueis's master. And we're, we're going to start to see that chain towards the ultimate Sith in Sidious himself. Exactly. And I mean, if you if you just think about the story of Revan and Malak, I mean, these were two Jedi who essentially did what right. these Jedi outlanders during the High Republic were doing. Yes, it was during Mandalorian Wars and they were like chasing down the the. But the they ran across artifacts and shit and whatever, yeah. that engine, or what was it called? The Star... Fuck, Nick, you Starforge. Know you, yeah, the, the, it was the Starforge, right? It, it, was a, it was an artifact that kind of opened their eyes to all this other crazy Star, shit. Yeah, Starforge is like, I mean, the maps and... Like, that's essentially what the whole story of KOTOR 1 is. It's like your character is looking for these maps you these you revisit maps. their path that ignited yeah. their turn to the dark side essentially yeah, and, and yeah exactly so it could be very possible that something similar happens to a high republic jedi and and it's like almost like a mirroring of of revan's story or like this this yeah. you know sith dark side presence right. that they encounter in the unknown regions or the unexplored regions of space during the high republic says you know gives him this tale like hey you are very similar to the great jedi revan or something i just like think that. that there's so much potential to use acolyte as a direct tie-in to modern star wars yeah and but it's also a great way to to tie back to, it's it's a great way to bring in the old and the new so right. like pushing forward with like exactly. you said plagueis insidious and moving into future star wars from that time so right. you know to, to, to show how like our our dark side people came to be and how they were able to to come to power even mm-hmm. with the rule of two exactly. i mean there's so much potential to and it doesn't have to be all sidious it could be one or two prior sidious but yeah. laying the groundwork of how sidious was trained by plagueis and then trained maul to dooku to skywalker Uh, And Nick perfectly summed it up. Not only would it help bridge in that really ancient uh, expanded universe content like the KOTOR years, but it's going to bridge Disney's High Republic and give it a a stronger connection Mm -hmm. to the Star Wars that a majority of fans you know, clearly love and a high Republic yeah. hasn't quite captured the imaginations of everyone. That's fine. You're not, you know, you don't have to like all star Wars. I mean, I, I tend to at least try all star Wars out and then make an opinion versus just looking at something and going, meh. Um, but you never know. I mean, acolyte could be the, uh, the thing that, that finally shoots the juice into the high Republic for a lot of people and might spurn them to be like, Hey, maybe I should go read yeah. some some history about the high republic republic to see how we even got to the acolyte stage because the yeah. acolyte truly is the handoff it's like one of the the the, the end or the very beginning of the next era which yeah. i don't know what they what, what's after high republic what they call it the that they've changed uh, it so many fucking now. times it's but, like the beginning it's like the age of the republic yeah, the age of jedi or like some that. shit like that they, but, they've changed the name so many times uh so Question from the chat. Big Amish says maybe it's Barris. Probably no, not, just because yeah. it's too far. In right. The past. I mean, we're we're talking. I think Acolyte is going to be. 
you know, 200, 180, 190 prior to that. Yeah. Barris could 100% and and probably should have some play in the Bad Batch, and, and we can kind of talk about that yeah. coming up because we're we going to do a couple predictions for the premiere, not the whole season, just the premiere, because I actually think the premiere, the fact that it's 70 minutes long is going to cover most of what we saw in that last trailer. So we will talk about predictions as well as the predictions that fans laid down <laughs> for this week's fan question of the week. But uh, I don't know. I, I dig this. I see the potential. I think it makes perfect sense if you do want to recanonize uh, the likes of Revan or Malik or Malgus. Acolyte is a perfect delivery uh, vehicle to do so. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is. Um, so I'm 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 actually excited that I can I can buy into this because it is it's another one of those errors that there's just a lot of exploration and questioning happening in the in the force and in the galaxy. So I'd be excited. I hope this is true. You know, I, I would really love to see these old ancient Sith Lords recanonized. What if they got Keanu in. just to do a, a hologram with the mask on? Dude, fucking do it. Like he wouldn't He's even a, need to be there. He just need to he, do a voiceover. Yeah, he just goes, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa, bro. <laughs> whoa. The fucking force is way bigger than I thought, man. And then... <laughs> Station! <laughs> and then that's it. And then there you go. You got your Keanu uh, uh. Revan right there. But uh, I'm excited for the Acolyte. Like, I, I, I like expansion of Star Wars. And, you know, whether it's sure. towards the past or into the future. And I know that a, a lot of people out there don't like expansion of Star Wars. And they just want to tell the same stories or... Or or not tell any more new stories. I mean, I'm but, I'm know. a I'm a I'm essentially a reformed anti-expansionist if you think about it. <laughs> yeah, right? you hate I, I I did not like the original expanded universe after Lucas because I really felt like if it's not Lucas, it's bullshit. And this is young Matt. Like I I was even angry back then. <laughs> it's like hey, truce of Bakura, Hey, it looks neat, sounds neat, but fuck you. Your name's not George Lucas, and that that's how I approached it. Whether he signed signed off on it to get paid for it or not, he wasn't writing the story, so I was like, it ain't fucking real. But I've. I've gotten into it. I like the co-tours. I'd like to bring that stuff back. I, you know, I, I, I love the High Republic comic. I might have failed on the book, but that's just me and books. It's not necessarily the content. Uh, so I'm with you now, Nick. I do like things expanding out. And, and I'd say comic books are the best for me because you get some killer looking art most of the time. Yep. Some unique stories. You get first-person perspectives you're never going to get in traditional uh, mediums of, of uh, you know, TV or movies. And there's not a lot to read. So that that's that's how I enjoy ex uh, expanding my Star Wars is through the comic book medium. Speaking of, we get the, uh, the finally, a new Vader's coming out this week. So look for that uh, video coming soon. But I'm excited because this is the one where he's literally riding on the back of a space slug into the Exegol dark side temple. Yeah. So, I mean, space can't wait to see always the best way. Can't to wait to see what he's, he, he's looking to do there. So, all right. <laughs> well, here's th th this next one. Nick got, got us a little bit in trouble on Instagram. Cause people were a little sour over, I guess, no spoiler warning. 
and, and honestly, we, we talked about this last week on the show. I just wanted yeah. to kind of bring it back in uh, to just to kick off our, our Bad Batch segment. We know the Bad Batch premiere is coming next week on Tuesday, May the 4th. It's going to be 70 minutes long, so you're looking at it close to three episodes almost in length. Uh, I think it's going to be action-packed, and it is going to fully kick off what will become Bad Batch in episode two on Friday in terms of the the main story. Uh, but like last week on the show, we we, we kind of got that confirmation that, spoiler, Crosshair is going to break bad. All right. Yeah. I've been saying this before. Any of the leaked Black Series boxes were coming out. The Lego sets were coming out. I watched a trailer. I used my 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 Star Wars acumen, my, my damn near level Star Wars genius IQ to speculate that Crosshair was going to turn. Mm-hmm. I didn't yep. quite know why, but now the box made it clear. I mean, he's he's just angry. He's crosshair. He's, he's literally by the book, and he's like, no, I mean, I'm joining the fucking Imperials. I'm joining the Empire. That's what we should do. It's the right thing to do. Uh, and, and if you're on the live stream, if you're looking at the screenshot... I even think this may be the start of Crosshair getting sour. Like he's probably yeah. yelling at the other clones. Like, what do you mean you're not with the program? Yeah, you know, Zig Hale, that type of shit. And actually, the uh, the the Reddit post is deleted now. I mean, the the post is still there, but they've actually removed the image. Yeah, like the the image is gone from both Reddit and the. Uh, you know, the yeah, the yeah. So what I mean, what it was, it was a, it was a backs of the box art, and unless yeah, someone was, elaborately scammed it, it pretty much it, it's it said crosshair imperial disguise. Okay? Yeah, and it also went into like you said, it kind of described it. It says crosshair. Um, you know, essentially he he breaks bad because he disagrees with his comrades in in the yeah he he feels that they should. To, go against the imperials right so. he feels they should keep their loyalties to the, right. the to the empire yep exactly uh, yeah. and that's what's going to send it downhill and, and like i said i didn't need a box art to to kind of figure that out the trailer was kind of cut that way you don't you literally see him nowhere yeah. <laughs> nowhere outside of of camino uh so that was just kind of confirmed but now deleted but I, i'm still taking it to the bank you're welcome i'm sorry if i my speculation spoiled it for you but when i when when someone is this damn good at speculating spoilers can come out that's right. <laughs> true um so while we're on this nick i just want to do a few predictions for the premiere nothing too deep mm-hmm. uh i mean i obviously a lot of these i already uh, have talked about on the show so i'm just going to reconfirm my excellence because i know people love my narcissism <laughs> it's it's healthy uh, but the first one, obviously, the, the crosshair betrayal is going down in that premiere episode. It's probably going to yeah. happen within the first, I don't know, 30 minutes. Uh, I, I really think it's it's going to play out just like we said. He, he's going to be like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We should be listening to Tarkin. We should be his elite squad for the Empire. What's wrong with you? Who cares about the other clones? I never liked them anyways. Fuck Rex. Fuck, fuck Cody. Fuck Jesse. Fuck Fives. And he's going to go on his own and be kind of the one of the main hunters, the main special force, new new look green visor clone troopers that are sent by Tarkin and the Empire to hunt down the Bad Batch. Uh, So that that's going down first episode, probably early on. The other one I also revealed and predicted before other people confirmed that Omega 
that's who we're going with the the female clone and i'm sticking with she is going to be female i actually think that was confirmed by star wars itself but i'm, I'm going to go a bit further it is again going to be a a female version of the unaltered Django template yep and she is going to be the last which is why she is the omega right mm-hmm. it makes sense look it up alpha and omega you know one and Greek the other letters. they they bookend each other I believe Omega will go on to be key to the live action franchises. Mm-hmm. I I could see at this point in time a storyline developing to where Omega and her brother Boba find each other. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I mean okay. If you're going to bring in a character of that level of significance, let's be real, like, you know, if you're going to have an unaltered, not age accelerated female clone from that era, it would be weird to not try to use her in other properties. Well, if you remember, gets murked in this in this season. Yeah, she ain't getting murked. You remember, (laughs) I think it was like two episodes. We were talking about an interview with the composer, Kevin Kiner, who's like, oh, yeah, I've scored at least 14 episodes in in this Omega girl. You know, I don't know anything, but I can tell she's going to be special and have impact on the saga moving forward. Yeah. Uh, and that, you know, don't quote me. That's not exactly what he said, but it's a good summary of what he said. And I'm going to take his word for it. And I do. I, I, I think if this show becomes a serial show, meaning we're going to get additional seasons, she's clearly going to be one of the mains and continue her journey there. But I, but I also see her uh, becoming a part of these live action franchises, possibly even Book of Boba to kind of bookend those two together. Uh, but unless there's some other crazy stuff going on with her uh, genealogy, meaning did the Kaminoans do some other interesting experiments on this final clone? Were they starting to dabble in force infusion at this point in time? I wouldn't be surprised if she was special beyond just being the final uh, Django template clone. Yeah. I mean, I, I really do think that like, I mean, my initial thought was if they were making female clones, they were they might have been preparing for like, okay, well, this cloning is going to end soon. So instead of, you know, we're we're now going to move on to traditional methods of reproduction for the army. Like we're going to move to where we have like clone female templates. We're going to have clone male templates and then we're going to like force reproduction basically. And then that's how the empire is going to is going to you know sustain their army long term yeah or, you know maybe you could even fold in some captain america stuff maybe they they've tried some like gene tweaking super soldier seruming with the yeah. last clone you know she might not grow fast but, but you know maybe like maybe she's strong. indestructible or or super strong so yeah something uh, omega is going to be key beyond the bad batch series and i'm still sticking with female version of the django template um i want to address the chat i like the question here from our buddy joe mr 4 inches is always fine mm-hmm. He's wondering who eventually will take out Crosshair. And I just think narratively it has to be the Bad Batch or a member of the Bad Batch, probably Hunter, the leader. Uh, I would assume Crosshair is probably going to get at least one or two of the Bad Batch, take them out himself. 
I could see Wrecker sacrificing himself to save somebody at the hands of Crosshair. But ultimately, just for the narrative, I think one of his brothers will be the one to to take him out. Now, could Omega help? Maybe. But I just think poetically, if you want to go down that route, they're going to have one of his brothers, probably Hunter, uh, take him out. Or maybe even Echo, the new one, the replacement. But I just got to imagine that like that's not going to happen for a while, though, like his his death. And then especially if it is at the sacrifice of multiple of his brothers, like it's probably not going to happen until either at least the season end, because they're, oh, yeah, yeah. they're going to I mean, kill any of the core bad batch. Does fast. anyone know if this has been greenlit for multiple? Is this a show or is this a just one off series, series? Right. Yeah. Is this like a Kenobi or a Mandalorian? Yeah. We I don't mean, know. I don't think that there's been any confirmation that there's going to be a season two yet. I mean, they, they may right. be internally planning for it, but, but there's also the fact that, you know, through that Kevin Kiner interview, he's like, Oh, I've scored at least 14 episodes. So, that's out of Disney Plus's usual cadence for these new series. Is he working on season two? Is season one extra long, which implies that it may may be a traditional show like the Clone Wars and get, you know, 20 plus episodes a season. I mean, you can literally have this show go on as long as you want. Like, of course. You, like of course. this show could go literally go on up until Kenobi. One. <laughs> like, up until Kenobi at this point, yeah. right? Because Kenobi like can, will Kenobi will be touching on 10 years post what Bad Batch is, is showing. Yeah. But uh, I mean, so, like, you could even go beyond Kenobi. Of course. Like, of you course. can go beyond Kenobi because you don't technically have to have this, these character bases interact. Like, of course. You could have the Bad Batch doing their own thing separate of Kenobi. Maybe they have a run in at one point, but then, like, they, they can just, they could literally go up until Rogue One or, you know, and, and still have no issues. Yeah, Unless so who, they, know, who knows? I mean, die yeah, I mean, obviously, age. obviously, the big, the big moment, Crosshair getting his will be saved for if it's just one season. You know, probably penultimate or final episode. If it's multiple seasons, they'll be saving that moment for one of the final payoffs. Yeah, uh, but I, I do. I just, I, I, I find, I would find it hard to believe they would take out Crosshairs in any other fashion outside of one of his original Bad Batch bros doing it. Yeah, I mean, the only other way that would be even as good to do would be fucking if, like, Vader killed him. Like, you know... Yeah, yeah I mean, happened. that that'd be pretty rad. I, I could see that happening. Um, even the other named clones, while it would be somewhat poetic, it still would not have the same level of poetry of his actual brothers. Clone Force 99 having to take him out after he's been trying to take them out for who knows how long, but it's going down. Yeah. Uh, All right. Another prediction. I believe in the, in the premiere, they're already going to run into Captain Rex. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it seems like a lot of this is taking place on course or on Camino and then Coruscant. Cause I remember well, at least they, they go the to that, that scrap planet. I don't know if it's Bracca, like where they're scrapping okay. all the ships, but that's where they, it looks like, or at least based on the trailer, that's where we see them with Rex looking yeah. at wreckage. Uh, I just, I just think it's going to happen within that premiere. Uh, I don't think Rex is going to be saved for down the road. I think he's probably has already put out a signal with him and Ahsoka to other clones saying, hey, shit went sideways, by the way. If you didn't have the chip, 
and you're not fucked up and you're not a, a you know a zombie to the empire come find me here yeah and and i believe the bad batch is gonna pick that signal up after they're like fuck we gotta get the hell out of here camino is no good crosshair is broken bad tarkin is after us we need to go what is happening let's let's scan for signals and then yeah. they'll get rex saying hey mayday mayday shit went down shit went down order 66 find me at the secret uh, coordinates one two three four five six yeah but yeah i think that that's very logical that that happens pretty fast the fennec stuff yeah i mean that that could also i could also see that happening it just depends on like how fast Tarkin moves on like, hey, go kill these people. You would have to imagine that it's like immediately after they get off of Camino. Uh, I mean, I, I think he, yeah, I think he he probably almost wants to kill them after their field test on Camino, and he realizes like, yep, it's true, they're fucking badasses and they don't listen to shit. Yeah, I actually think that that training montage or their test that's what's going to start the the wedge with Crosshair and them because I think he's going to be like, hey let's just listen to the man it's fucking tarkin like he's yeah. he's the man remember him from the clone wars he is the man <laughs> and, and we gotta fall in line or he won't like us but i my, my uh, last prediction for the premiere here is that fennec will be hired directly by tarkin to assassinate them because we i mean we learned in the mandalorian she was an imperial assassin straight yeah. up she wasn't a bounty hunter she wasn't a, a a merc at that point in time she was a bona fide imperial assassin yeah yeah she was a badass she was on the imperial payroll so there was no, i mean like she she was not like you said just not a bounty hunter not really like a like an in-betweener she was just on right. the imperial payroll and so. here's one thing i want to get clear the reason the Empire is going to be on the Bad Batch's tail is not because they're the Bad Batch and they're worried about some fucked up clones being loose in the world. It's, yeah, it's, it's Omega. Yeah, it's the girl. That girl, like I said, the girl is is the MacGuffin, but beyond the MacGuffin. She's going to be the main plot driver. Whatever secret shit they've cooked up into her DNA or whatever's going on with her. She is what the empire is ultimately going to want. Sure. They're going to want to kill these guys because you know, even, even one rebel can start a rebellion, but that's not why he's going to be sending special forces and assassins. It's going to be to get rid of Omega. Yeah. So do you think that we're going to get any force sensitivity in this show. Like, do you think that one of the reasons that Omega is so important is because they were potentially tooling with like force infusion, stuff like that, that we were postulating on for Mandalorian? Yeah. Or it, do we it, just get like no force shit at all? If it's, if it's not force, it's going to be some sort of, like I said, the, the super soldier stuff. Like I, I, I'm just, I'm postulating that this Omega, the last clone, unaltered they unaltered in terms of aging and, and that type of shit but they may have started like you said maybe trying to infuse uh, abilities the force itself so she is going to be special beyond just being a female boba fett uh, there's going to be something in her genes maybe it's a secret that they coded into her dna there, there's going to be something within that final clone's makeup that is going to be the main driver for the the empire hunting them down. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, there's there's no way 
that it's just like, well, she's a girl <laughs> and that's the only reason that they want her. Um, I think, no. it's, I mean, like, I don't know why, but this crystal, like this crystal little tiara that she has or whatever it's called. Well, apparently that's the, the Omega symbol or something like that. Yeah. Like I, for some reason that, that like gives me force vibes, but I don't know if it's just yeah, because there, there's of, like, something mystical about yeah. Omega. I think yeah. we can, we can put it there in tones. That's a good question. You know, at one point in time I was thinking, uh, we may get a little Grogu nod. Uh, I, yeah, uh, now I'm 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 starting to think Omega is going to be the the main star, the focus. If, if anything, I think it would be like a like a three episode arc. You know, like it would be one of those things where the Bad Batch, like we talked about previously, like the Bad Batch is tasked with like, hey, there like there's a kid who survived and you need to get him out of here yeah or you know or or gregor finding gregor and wolf i mean I, th- there's yeah. there's a lot of potential for the bad batch to kind of i don't want to say smooth over plot holes but kind of fill in some gaps and, and give a little yeah. bit of backstory to uh, events we know that happened we just don't know how they happen like how did grogu get out how did Wolf and Gregor link back up with Rex and why'd they get fat and, you know, living in a desert on that, that at T or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's I, I don't percent. think Grogu's going to be a, a, a huge primary. deal at all. I mean, I, I also will not be surprised if he's completely left out of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of other ways that you could fill in his backstory. I mean, it would kind of be cool if you did get a nod or at least a, a little bit of explanation as to like how he got off of the the Jedi or out of the Jedi temple, because based right. on what we know about Grogu, the motherfucker can't even walk like he can exactly. barely walk. Exactly. So if he's getting out of there, somebody's taking him out and we know it's not any of the big Jedi. Yeah, and, and let's be real. I mean, he was what in his 30s, 20s at that point in time. So yeah, I mean, he, I mean he, he, if he's if he's Nick, 50, he was probably if you're on the mic. Or, I'm sorry, if you're on the on the live stream, he was probably yeah. this big. No joke. Yeah, like he like, was I, <laughs> I'm holding up a, a little Grogu figure like the kind of the stylized versions. It's like the size of a fetus. That that that's how big Grogu probably was during the end of the Clone Wars. Yeah, he wasn't very large. He couldn't handle himself. See, so yeah, I, mean, I you, mean, you could you could put him in, in in a fucking pocket. Yeah. If anything, he was taken out by one of the Jedi Masters that got away. Like we know it's not Kanan. We know it's not Yoda. We know it's not Obi. It has to be somebody that either we haven't heard of yet. Or it was like a stealth op that was done. And honestly, Nick, the way Star Wars works, they could even backfill that it was Yoda that set up his escape before he went and fought Sidious and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah. So, it just, I mean, it. they can write themselves out of the hole. I mean, they, they've already done it between the original and the prequels where they've created new holes and fixed others. So, uh, but no, I, I um, now that once Omega was revealed that she is the main, like I said, she's the main plot driver. She is is what's going to be dictating events in the Bad Batch more so than the Bad Batch themselves. Yeah, uh, they they will be her protectors, uh, and we may ultimately see she protect or save them with whatever uh, mystical shit she's got cooking up in her Camino cooked DNA. Yeah. All right. Any other predictions, Nick, for the premiere outside of Matt's going to have a really long fucking Tuesday? <laughs> um. I think we're going to see more Jedi get iced. I think that that's a real possibility because this is happening at the same time that 
you know, Order 66 goes down, we 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 could see some more Jedi deaths here. It may yeah. not be, you know, ones that we know or ones that we're familiar with, but we could potentially see a scene. We actually, on, I mean, on, not to not to spoil the segment, but I I think we did get a few um, continuations or expanded views of Order 66 from the yeah. fans in terms of their predictions for the Bad Batch. So yeah, you're you're there not you alone on that one. Yeah, and I do. Uh, I, I here's here's to me this is the first 15 minutes. They open up. Clone Wars are still ravaging the galaxy. The Bad Batch is fighting alongside traditional clones, kicking ass, taking names. Battle is won. Miller time, you know, uh, and then the big uh, calm comes over the channel. Yeah. The war is won. Blah, blah, blah. All clones report back to Kamino for reassignment. So they all go back to Kamino. They have the Empire Day lineup, and that's where the Bad Batch is going to start going, hmm. What's what's with the rest of these other Looney Tunes that are all a bunch of Kool-Aid drinkers now looking up and doing the Zig Hales to, to Palpatine, Emperor Palpatine? What's going on? Then they'll be tested by Tarkin, and that's going to further make them question what the fuck's going on while also starting to set up Crosshair's betrayal. Uh, I think at one point in time, Tarkin and, and Crosshair themselves will have a chat because Tarkin's oh. going to realize that Crosshair is unlike his brothers, a little bit of a harder edge, a little more uh, uh, easy to bring over to his side. And that's where he's going to make his sell and, and kind of sell the idea that anyone supporting anything outside the Empire is a traitor because of what the Jedi did. And, and that's going to kick off them wanting to get off of Camino with Omega after meeting her, which they'll meet right about that 15 to 20 minute mark. And then they will be off to the races. Yeah. I think uh, we have a, I'm going to pull something up here. It looks like we have a live, a live leak. So Matt, I'm going to send you the Reddit thread here. All right. And it looks like they, somebody snapped a quick shot of the, uh, it looks like a, a like in Disney Plus they already have that like they put up the first two episodes already, but I don't know if this is like a like a like a back end somebody else saw right. it. So episode one is called Aftermath, seventy five minutes long. the The little mini description says the clones of the Bad Batch find themselves in a changing galaxy after Clone Wars. So yes, and actually the image itself shows like the 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 episode image shows the Bad Batch in their original Bad Batch armor. So you can see that it's uh, Wrecker, Echo, and then Tech. And it looks like kind of Wrecker is leaning over the table, yelling at Tech about something. And then the next episode, episode two, called Cut and Run, 31 minutes long. All right, so I was wrong already. That's going to be the Rex episode right there. Yeah, the Bad Batch visits an old contact. So that is likely the, the Rex one. And it does it does look like they're at least on their ship headed out in episode mm-hmm. two. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, we actually just... uh, Nick Nick good good find there. I've got it pulled up on the stream now for those that want to see it because it'll probably be pulled later on or if you're listening to this after we recorded live. Uh, but sure as shit, I mean, who knows? Maybe you can fire up Disney Plus now. The episodes are on there. Doesn't mean they're playing, but you do. We got the 75 minute thumbnail after aftermath is the title of episode one. And then Cut and Run, episode two of The Bad Batch. If we were good, we'd go ahead and and post that live because people like to hear uh, title names. So you heard it here first. Here we go.
Might have showed up on Reddit, but we are broadcasting it to you. Episode one of the Bad Batch is titled Aftermath. Makes a lot of sense. Episode two is titled Cut and Run with the description of the Bad Batch visit in old contact. There you go. So, so here we go. live info for you people here. Tones is Tones is uh, pulling up his Disney Plus now to confirm any shenanigans I was going say, on. You could you could try to to log on to yours and see if if it is actually up there, but um, we're in the middle of a show, so it ain't happening from us. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, so yeah, I was I was already off on one of my predictions. Doesn't look like they're going to hit Rex uh, during that long uh, premiere, but it looks like by the second one they will. Uh, some people, it looks like in Reddit, are, are are predicting it could be cut, the the uh, clone cut. Yeah, because of the title. He's the one that kind of he's the one that kind of defected and and just became a normal person that Rex ran into one day. It's actually a really good episode. I remember that episode. It, it, it shows them like how clones could kind of break free of a lot of their uh, conditioning. conditioning. Yeah, I mean that's a good call, just purely based on the fucking episode title. Um, so, yeah, yeah. so good stuff there. All right. Well, I mean, that, that gave, gave us a little more clarity on what we're going to see in the, in the first episode. But I, I think for the most part, my synopsis is, is on the nose. It, it's, it's predominantly going to be them ending the Clone Wars, seeing what's happening post-Clone Wars, getting itchy over the direction of the clones after the Clone Wars, and then obviously learning that Omega is special and needs protected from the creeps of the Empire. Indeed. And, and so they, 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 they cut bait and get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay, so uh, getting away from the animated wing of Star Wars back into the live-action universe. Now, this isn't Lucasfilm official, Nick, but it, it's pretty damn official. I mean, Deadline, they, they broke the, uh, the the casting news of Indira Varma for Kenobi. Yep. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and say this is going to be legit. Uh, but Maya Erskine, or Erskine, Mm-hmm. has joined the Obi-Wan cast for a supporting role that is said to be three episodes in length, so about half of the series. Uh, I have been seeing now, Nick, and I think this is this is official, that Kenobi is going to be six. at six. Yeah. Uh, that seems to be the reporting that a lot of sites are running with. So, Hey, uh, man, six episodes. I, at I a, at an hour a clip is what they said. I mean, yeah, six hours of Kenobi content. Like, yeah, I'm I'm in. You gotta figure because that's the same length as as Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? That was six. Yeah, and they, they, the, all of those. Jesus, I just sound like Porky the Pig there. Yeah, it's all folks. And yeah, Nick, they were all well. It's now spoiler alert. The cap, basically, the show turned into what I was calling it the whole fucking time. Yeah, same exactly. Because I thought I had saw it when it was initially announced. I thought I had saw. Right. <laughs> titled Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Right. I was like, wait, what? The the entire runtime of, of Falcon and, and Winter Soldier, I the first time I'd go to say the name, it always would come out Cap and the Winter Soldier. And exactly. lo and behold, spoiler alert, it ends literally credits roll on the Captain America and the Winter Soldier show. Yeah. Uh but anyways, yeah. So six episodes of Kenobi, six hours, that'd be fantastic. Or, you know, give or take some some credits you're looking at about five and a half i'm not going to complain about that but anyways uh maya is joining cast like i said a supporting role said to be in three episodes 
she's been in Insecure, Scoob. She actually created the uh, Hulu original comedy Pen15. If, if you guys haven't seen Pen15, watch it. It's it's really hilarious. Like it is Maya and her friend Anna go back and they play essentially versions of their younger self in middle school. So like they're they're their age, but they're playing themselves in middle school among other middle school kids. Like it's, <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so go watch that. I, um, I, I don't know. I mean, if, if it's a supporting role, three episodes. So there is a somewhat defined arc. I mean, she could almost be like, uh, what's her name? Pelly from the Mandalorian, right? Yeah, Where, some, like you know, supporting sort of... role in multiple episodes. Yeah. It's just with Kenobi, Nick, we, we have to guess at this point, people are either Tatooine residents, Imperials, or a, a bucket that can consist of scoundrels, Sco- bounty yeah. hunters, smugglers. Yeah, exactly. Th- there's there's like, not much you can do because you, you, you're not taking Kenobi off of Tatooine. If Kenobi leaves Tatooine, that's going to be an egregious uh, narrative mistake in my opinion i mean 10 years after he's probably like in my opinion he's already left tattooing and come back that's that's for sure no happening. way no way i think he's just like yoda once he settled he did not move he kept his eye on luke period i don't know i just i, I feel like especially if it was any news about anakin he would have he would have left one time and then came back and then that was it um, I don't know. I'm going to have to say you're wrong on that one, but we'll see. <laughs> I just, I do not think Kenobi was fucking around with his charge. He was devastated, depressed. He fucked up. He lost the chosen one to the dark side. Him and Yoda both walked away with their tails way between their legs. Oh, yeah. and, and essentially were punishing themselves. Uh, I'll, I'll buy your Vader thing, but I just, I do not think that guy would ever leave Luke's near vicinity ever until he knew it was time on the death star to do so yeah yeah so ben! Uh, but uh, yeah i mean i don't think he's leaving in this season but we could also like i don't put it past like them to to like cut away from kenobi for a little bit and go like maybe we check in with the rebellion at this Yo, time 100 percent. i'm just yeah. talking about the man himself the, yeah yeah um, so any, any like Kenobi action is, is always going to be Tatooine. That's what I'm saying. Most of the casts are either going to be Tatooineans, that yep. bucket of, of, of shady characters that shows up on Tatooine from time to time or Imperials. Uh, so what, what do you think Maya might've been tapped for? I mean, Maya seems like a traitor, maybe like a, like a, I think she would be in the Tatooine native bucket. But I don't like it's she doesn't seem imperial. Um, I think Indira Varma could actually go both ways. I think she could be imperial or tattooing native. But I think like given Maya's background and what she's been in and everything like that, I think that she's going to end up being a tattooing native. I, she also seems I mean, obviously, actors can should be able to do all sorts of things, but she seems to come from a, a, a comedy background, right? Yes, more, exactly. more comedic, which would lend, lend her more towards either the bucket of, of seedy characters, right? Because bounty hunters, smugglers, yeah, scoundrels, scoundrels. They, they can have a sense of humor. Han, Solo, for example. 
uh, or or yeah, like just a Tatooine resident. I, I'm not I'm not getting an Imperial here. I, I still think the Imperials, for some reason, Rupert Friend to me is like a dead nuts Imperial officer. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he really Imperial. Is. Like the 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 ones that I'm reading as Imperial here are again like Indira Varma. I think could go Imperial. Oh Shay, that I don't know, man. Like Rupert, no, I think, I, yeah, I think O'Shea's good guy, or or like in the bucket, you know, scoundrelish. Yeah. Sung Kang, Kang I think could be either imperial or scoundrel. Yes, yeah, I got you there. Yeah, Simone Kessel and Be- Benny Softy could definitely be imperial. Like he's kind of got that he's douchey like, looking face. He could also be one of like the like those incompetent imperial officers. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like one of the douche douche <laughs> yeah. officers. Yeah. Um, but anyways, you know they 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 added to the cast. She didn't make the the big Brady Bunch breakout that they uh, officially did. So yeah, Tones. I I know KK said the rematch of the century. I I don't know. I still it, you're you're gonna have to be very careful with any any thread that involves Kenobi leaving Tatooine because I just I think it completely goes against his charge for protecting luke i mean you you can't as one of the only jedi just leave a planet and expect that your your charge is going to be okay i think but it's just like they're not perfect humans especially kenobi like he was very like as much as he was like the straight line jedi like he was very attached to anakin and once he like at this point, ten years later, you have to know like he he knows that Anakin is Darth Vader. Like oh, of it's course. already, I, sure. I I am I'm with you. But uh, I mean, you know, Darth Vader has a few star destroyers at this point in time. He could very easily get his, you know, black caped ass over to Tatooine. But he if didn't he wants know. To rumble. Like that was the that was the thing is like he didn't know that that Kenobi was there. So like he would ha- like if anything. He would have to. Uh, he may meet not know, but somewhere else. but but he his inquisitors. It could be Moses Ingram. I mean, he he's got people out there. The, the Imperials got spies out there, probably yeah, looking for the he, Jedi, and they if, could say, "Hey, we we found this guy in a brown robe on Tatooine, Darth Vader." And he's yeah, like, "All right, I'm going to come case, check it out." But if that's the case, like he would have been on Tat, like then Kenobi would have had to leave Tatooine. If he got information that Kenobi was on Tatooine before before A New Hope, there's no way Kenobi is still on Tatooine untouched with no worries. Yeah, that, that's like, why I've been putting it out there. People, don't be surprised if you have one of those force fights between these two. Like, yeah, I mean, it's like possible. Ray and Ben. Already, I just, I don't know. It's going to be hard to convince me that Kenobi would leave watching Luke Skywalker at any point in time. Yeah. For his dad or not. I, I just, I, I don't think it happened. I think if there's going to be any any Kenobi Vader shit, it's probably going to be through the Force, which is probably also going to piss people off. But we, we've <laughs> talked about this before. Any interaction between these two is either going to fix down the line plot holes or make other plot new plot holes. Because if they do have a straight up battle in the flesh, uh, Vader's line on the Death Star is dumb as fuck at this point in time. I think that either way, it's it's. It's plot hold. Like even if it's just purely through the force, it's like okay. Like I felt the presence. It's like well, you literally felt the presence 
fucking 10 years ago when you fought him through the force that's what i'm like, saying it, that's either way that line is fucked th- that's what i'm saying but no, i mean the line works now because it, literally they, it, from what we know they haven't seen each other since he, he burnt almost to death at yeah, the side 20 of 20 years ago when he left them at the I side mean, of a volcano that, that 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 would make sense for vader to be like holy shit i i sense that that being in the force again but now, if they meet 10 years prior to that or nine years prior to that, it's stupid. It's like, well, Vader, quit fucking smoking the bong, bro. Yeah. Because like, you just saw him memory, nine years like, ago and fought, and he probably almost beat you if if you're then going to say, at last, you know, the last time we met, I was but the learner. Now I am the master. Like, well, you exactly. just, you know, like, what are we talking about? That, that even, whole, even that line gets shitty if they if they meet in the flesh. Yeah. Because that, that, that line whole, to me is it. it, it it perfectly highlights where they were as Jedi when they fought. Anakin mm-hmm. was not a master. He did have a lot to learn still, even though, you know, Palpatine made him a master and all this shit. He was still but the learner. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of itchy shit that can happen here in Kenobi with existing uh, canon. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that there's definitely going to be. I mean, like a new hope is just going to get riddled with this series. Probably, like, probably. There, and, and let's be real. I mean, plot holes all over the place. Kathleen Kennedy, her main job is to be a cheerleader and to sell. Yeah. So she she's going to throw out buzzwordy shit or, or make big promises that could come and bite them in the ass down the road. But hey, it got everyone thinking, talking, speculating. So it worked in the end. Yeah. I don't know. It just they're, they're going to be very careful with this reunification of old Ben Kenobi and uh, Darth Vader. Yeah. All right. So there you go. And now more Kenobi news. More Kenobi from that- us. From Not us. really from us, but our our our, our source came our through. Source. We got official set picks, and no one gave a flying fuck. <laughs> I, I said it earlier. I, I was there was a part of me when I saw this. I was like, "Oh shit, check this out. We may get some traction on the Reddit's." Nothing. Nothing. I'm on there today. It's still not there. I mean, like I said earlier, go go on the Reddit Star Wars leaks right now. There is a leak from the Andor set that they have blurred out that is a truck bed in a parking lot with a spherical shape thing on it. A sphere shape thing. That's it. And some of the comments are like, yeah, that is kind of Star Warsy looking. <laughs> but, but point is, that made it to Reddit. Like someone saw that and posted it there. But ours, what you're looking at right now, they're like, eh, fuck it. Mind you, last week we just talked about a leak of this set where you could only see one little square. Here, we've got, if you're on the live stream, we're talking like a bird's eye view of this arena they have built. Right, Nick? I mean, they have built... And I fucked up the thing again. Multiple blue screens on there. Yeah, and um, it, it, and what I at first I thought this was the Lars Homestead. It's not at all. It's the Kenobi Hut. It's got to sure. be the Kenobi Hut because the Kenobi Hut was much more rectangular in structure with a dome. Mm-hmm. Where and I put it in the post just to reconfirm for myself and everybody. I mean, look at the Lars Homestead. It's a full-on igloo-shaped structure. Yep. There, there's no real hard angles. I mean, it's a full dome footprint and structure. But Kenobi's hut had a rectangular structure with a dome on top. So if we go back up to the leak shot, and I'm sorry I fucked up the post so I can't click in and get a bigger version. But as you can see, Nick, it's the rectangular shaped structure 
with a little dome on it. Now, you know, you could be like, hey, the the artist rendering of Kenobi's hut that they use in New Hope, because, again, that was just a fucking painting. Yeah, uh, it looks a little bigger and like, hey, you might be right. But movie magic cameras, volumes, blue screens. I mean, they could probably beef up this hut if they wanted to, but I'm going with that's Kenobi's hut. And our source did say when they were shooting this, that two people were on set filming a scene. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, this is straight from us. If you want to try to give us Reddit juice, you guys can yeah, head somebody, over to Reddit. Let's go. Like, help us out. We can't, yeah. we physically, like you literally can't post your own shit. It's yeah. in their rules and even if I said I didn't write for Star Wars Time.net, they'd still ban me because, I don't know, I just, Reddit and I have never jived. So go to Reddit uh, Star Wars Speculation. I posted it up on there. It's just called Kenobi Set Images via Drone. And just go on there, upvote the upvote the thread, drop a comment, yeah. or, anything like that. It or just get crazy and throw it on Reddit leaks. Thing, so... We're not going to get on leaks. I can't post on leaks. Matt can't post on leaks. The only people who can post on leaks are are KRT approved, apparently. Because we've <laughs> but no, nah, in all, all seriousness, to... I know on our Instagram for the most part, we got a lot of artists. They want to see the pretty picture. So when we throw shit like a uh, stuff like this up, it may not get the traction. But if you do start to see stuff like this, or even when we share like a Star Wars newsy thing, versus sharing it your, your yourself or grabbing like the official source start sharing it from our content our accounts all right help us out a little bit give us give us a little bit of cred all right you guys have given us plenty of cred because you listen to us but give us cred for the content right the more people see other people sharing star wars time show star wars content versus just the excellent star wars art that we feature They'll start coming to us outside of just the the whole fan art community sense, and they'll be looking for Star Wars hot takes and other dumb shit. Exactly. All right. So, I've updated the post, so if you refresh, okay. you should Thank be able you, to click sir. on into those images. Yeah, they don't get um, much. They don't get much better, but uh, yeah, I mean, it, they're they're blurry. Obviously, this was taken with a drone, and you know, the it's it's hard to. It's got to be. That's got to be Kenobi's hut. It's yeah, gotta be. I mean, just look at like you can see like the full set. You can see cranes. You can see blue screens. It's definitely Kenobi's hut. Like it's it's it's. I Nick, mean, this is another one where I have to question. I mean, they have it set in an arena structure. Why not dome it? <laughs> why why is this not in the volume? Yeah, I don't know. Right? I don't know if it's like the volume is did being they, used or did they just again, want like the volume is only good. Like in my opinion, the volume's great if you're not moving. If you're in a if you're in one spot and you're sitting there and you're not moving. But if you have to traverse terrain like in in multiple directions, the volume is limited in that way because you can only walk as far as the interior of the volume allows well i mean and for I, example that episode five of season two the ahsoka episode that's all volume that entire forest is volume and they, they yeah. fight scenes in it they're walking this way and that way uh hell s1e1 when he's on that snow planet walking that's all volume yeah i don't know i mean i don't know if it's if like they couldn't use it because it's already yeah, in it's use just, or it's funny the it's deal just, is or if they, they just want it to be practical like they just wanted to have everything practical for it practical like, with huge blue mats blue to, to use for <laughs> yeah. to use for digital effects 
uh, it, it's crazy. It's like they, they basically built an outdoor volume without the volume technology. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's it's shaped in a circle. It's an arena. It's an octagon. And you have these huge blue panels everywhere to probably fill in the, the, the Tatooine environment. But I don't know. I, I'm, I'm going with this. This is Kenobi's hovel. And like I said, the source saying there's two people shooting a scene. So I instantly went to it's probably Owen Lars giving old old Ben some shit just because he probably likes to bust his balls. Yeah. Like, like what are you doing, Kenobi? You lazy ass just sitting yeah. around depressed all the time. You should be you should be, be farming for some moisture. God damn it. Yeah, it could be something that, like we talked about in the last episode. Like maybe it's Owen and, and Ben getting ready to go out on some sort of mission. Right. Like, you know, a, a damn be, full cause, crusade. Cause, yeah. I mean, Owen knows that that he can get roped into missions just like he told Luke. Don't don't get, you know, right. Pulled into his yeah, crazy. Cru- you never know crusades. what crazy old Ben's going to ask you to do. You know, yeah, might, so. might want you to dress up and make crate dragon sounds at, at yeah. sand people for fun. Sometimes that's how you got to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I, I don't know. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully we, we, we get a, a steady flow of this type of content because I, I do like I like it f- for anything just to, to speculate. And I, I'm always going to love the art of filmmaking. And that was before I even did toy photography. But toy photography kind of get you even more into the mindset of what it must be like to, you know, be a director of photography, a, a set designer, you know, what it takes to create the worlds, to reproduce the moving visuals that we think come from these alien planets. Uh, so I always love to see the the, the, the BTS. And, and I will say this, I know we've talked about it. It was, it was Peter Jackson's dedication to how he filmed Lord of the Rings what, what really got me into and appreciated the art of, of cinema and filmmaking. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's still, there's, it's never been done better than what Jackson and his team did on the Lord of the Rings in terms of those anthology sets of just hours and hours and hours of interviews behind the scenes, B roll. I mean, fucking fantastic. You watch that shit, Nick, and you go, I suck. I should have been in the movie making business. Look <laughs> how great this experience was for these people. Yeah, no, man. It's 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 awesome. I really love to see the like you said, all of the work put into it. And that's why I really enjoyed seeing the the 4K remasters of Lord of the Rings in theaters recently. I thought it was a really cool uh little thing to happen there so all right we got a we got a, a guest from the peanut gallery here connor who who works in uh, i think he's in game design now but he is in, yeah. possibly was in filmmaking or film design at some point in time so he's saying the volume was essential to mando because of the reflective costumes and set pieces so they had okay. much greater control over lighting uh the blue screens give a little more freedom in the edit that's my gotcha. educated assumption. So, all right. Gotcha. Okay. I, I believe Connor because he's, Work, he's works for me. In, he's hit us with some good shit before in terms of game design, narrative, stuff like that. So, all right. I, well, I we'll throw him a bone. Two points to House Connor. Yeah. Now, Connor, right. if you ever, you know, find yourself working on a Star Wars project in the video game world, you will again become right. our source. Hold on. Let so me just, do it. While, say it again and I'll wave my hand this time. Yeah. So you will, if you ever you become, will give us your secrets. Yeah, See, you, you I'm using a mind trick on us. You will if you help work us on out. a video game for Star Wars. You people will, will start listening to us. You people yeah. will 
add subscribers to us because I'm going to get up way too early and do videos for Bad Batch because it's the only mm-hmm. thing that gets us new subs on YouTube. So you will all watch. All right. I think so I got him. Go. But, I think uh, I've got him. That, was, that, that could be that the was first actually one. very helpful piece of to, to do a mind trick through the internet. All right. There we go. Um, all right. So that's all that we got on Kenobi this time. I mean, a new cast member and some legit as it can get set leaks that are showing off yeah. the basically the entire Kenobi Hut set. I feel like are, are too, I, I mean, at this point in time, it's, outside it's, of you and McGregor walking down my steps and appearing in frame, how more legit can the Star Wars time show really be? I mean, honestly. that was yeah. Like honestly, that that I'm like I'm happy that our source came through. Killer, killer with, speculation, legitimate source now. Yeah, like like what what else you want? Dumb hot takes. Dumb hot takes. Bad you can, humor. You can always come here for dumb hot takes. We don't need yeah, a source for that. We've got, we've got horrible humor, bad hot takes. <laughs> uh, poor the poor use of the English language. Yeah. What else I mean, could you on. want? <laughs> That's what every podcast listener wants, right? Uh, dumb what shit. what else right, could you want? Um, we got speaking one of dumb man. I, I am stuck talking. on the speaking of transition today. I am bad. Yeah bad okay. i'll just quit go ahead you go we got we got one more piece before we get into the fan segment this this week and it's another piece of video game news this time from the vr realm and it is that uh episode two or part yeah, how, two, how how bad was that battlefront three take last week <laughs> dude I, I it was hilarious because on the show i was like dude we're likely gonna get a battlefield six thing before we get uh, and we did a battlefront and we did get a battlefield reveal <laughs> i sent it to matt i was i took a screenshot on my phone uh, i was like here's the Here's the reveal that everybody was talking about and sure I, shit, hey, you know what i didn't even bother you there was there was a second uh battlefield 3 update in reddit last week i was like fuck i'm not even gonna bother him with it because as soon as i clicked into it they're like bullshit this is fake liars no, I was like, yeah, okay and in fact the <laughs> battlefield thing that we got was a battlefield mobile game so like uh, it wasn't even legit battlefield 6 news how disappointing um anyway on some some legit star wars video game news we now know that that Star Wars Tales from Galaxies as part two will be releasing later this year for the Oculus VR systems. Um, if you are a fan of VR, if you're a fan of uh, the Star Wars VR games that we've gotten in terms of Vader Immortal and so far what we've gotten from Tales of Galaxies Edge part one, uh, then you may be interested in the Tales from Galaxies Edge part two. Um, part two was essentially going to continue the story that was being told in part one where it has you as this smuggler character that lands on batu and kind of gets mixed up in in a lot of the the happenings and stuff on batu um and it will bring in a familiar character to those of us who have been to galaxy's edge in disney world uh and that's doc ondar the ethorian shopkeeper of the antiquity shop um so i mean it's not it's not really a huge piece of news um but essentially what the uh the game director for uh for the game Jose Perez III said about Doc Ondar's inclusion is that um he's he's looking like Doc Ondar is going to take this game in a direction of like you you're going to play more of like a relic hunter kind of Indiana Jones style character um with Doc Ondar kind of giving you missions and stuff like that like hey go hey, find Hey does this Doc look that shitty in in person? 
I don't think so. Or they just take a bad shot because I'm assuming the shot on the left is what he actually looks like at the park, and then the shot on the right is is like the animated version. Yeah, like like I don't. I mean, it's kind of hard because I didn't really take a a long like look at him because when you're in there, it's there's a lot of people in the shop. People are moving through. You're looking at a bunch of different stuff. I mean, he he, I I can't. It's hard to tell. Like. Hey, any, anyone listening, have you, is Edge, I'm assuming Edge has been open in Florida probably since last year because Florida killed the COVID months ago. Beautiful stuff. Yeah, it's, no, it's still open. Yeah. It's I, open it, how fucking crazy is it? Like, is it, is it pre COVID crazy already or is it somewhat sensible? I mean, in, in Disney, you still have to have, you have to be, wear masks. All of the lines are like, um like they have like spacing and distancing going no, yeah, i i, I get all like that a, but are you shoulder to shoulder with fucking mass breathing on people in the line huts as you go there, through there's or? uh i mean my brother's been and he <laughs> says that there's like a cap on the number of people that they're yeah. letting in the park too i so. just I, I would think like uh, maybe the california one would be better because that one actually has been locked down but if, if you're vaccinated up it may be a time to to swing out there and not have to suffer the 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 gauntlet just to get some of the shit done at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, because I remember I mean I was there literally as COVID was breaking last year. I mean March March of twenty twenty I was there. Dude, you sardined, might have already had it. <laughs> sardined waiting waiting to get in the edge to rush on the app to get uh, hope hopefully get ride of the resistance in or rise yeah. of the resistance. Okay, yeah, so but, Rick is saying my sister went to Magic Kingdom on Monday and it was dead. Yeah, so I mean, if, if, and I'm only saying this if you're fully vaccinated. If you're not, you're fucking stupid. But we have a lot of those people in this country, so I'm sure I'm speaking to some idiots. But if you are fully vaccinated and you're not going to fucking kill yourself or other people, this, this could be the time to take advantage of, of, of a Disney visit. Yeah. Um, I mean, I otherwise, wait until you're vaccinated and don't be an asswipe. Yeah, go go check them out. And I know that, like, I mean, we're doing. I'm doing Disney in November. And Shit, by that you're time, you're gonna have to get gonna... fucking tapped up again. I mean, we'll you, see. you, you I may mean, be right in time to get your your booster. They're not gonna start doing boosters anytime soon. They're just, they're still testing them. Like, oh, and I so guarantee you, we will be getting boosters in the fall or January of 2022. Yeah, 2022 for sure. I don't think that you're gonna like the but, only people that are gonna get boosters this year are gonna be like the people who got the shots in like February. Yeah, I mean a lot of them said it's looking like six months. Shit starts. To t- Pfizer for sure. They said six months. It's basically useless. Moderna loses some of its efficacy. Yeah, uh, but, but I, I, I mean me, I, I hope that. to just get it with my fucking flu shot and be dead for a full yeah. week instead of uh, waiting for that again. Yeah. I mean we'll we'll see what happens, but I have a feeling that there's I'm not gonna have a a booster shot because it won't even be available in november um but yeah i'm going in november and like i'm pretty sure by that point like i mean we're already going in like what is considered like a relatively down period of time because it's not a holiday for kids and like there's no like open availability for like or reasons that people would be going because of like off time from school or anything like that so um Last time we went during this time, we were able to get a lot of the stuff done at Galaxy's Edge with little resistance, I would say. So I'm I'm excited to go again. And last when I went last time, Rise of the Resistance wasn't even open yet. So now I'll finally get to ride that. So I'm excited. Yeah, hopefully um, it doesn't fucking break every 10 minutes. 
Yeah, maybe maybe with all the downtime that they've had, they've <laughs> they've been able to work out some of the kinks on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I lucked out. I actually, I got on it once, was going to get on it twice, and it broke down while I was on it. Like, yeah. it, it broke down so bad, they had to shut it all down, come in, get us, and we had to walk through the walk guts off. of the building <laughs> just to just to get the fuck out. But from what I've heard, is like it's it's the best ride that's ever been built. Period. It's fucking like, kick ass, and there, there's actually multiple routes, so yeah. it's not the same thing every time. You, you actually, there's very different routes. It, for the most part, they take place once you get into the 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 at at hall or whatever you want to call it, or the the, yeah. the at at hold. Uh, no, it was it was fantastic until it broke, yeah. and then it then it I'm really excited. sucked. But um, but back onto this VR piece. I mean. Like I said, there's not there's not too much more information about it. Doc Ondar is going to be included in the game, and he's going to be like a like a mission guy for you. He's going to be like you. your primary you know person to go to to like hey, you haven't you, fucked with any of these yet, right? Like you, you haven't fucked with any of the Star Wars no, VR. I don't have VR, right. but I put at the end of this piece that you know like Oculus Quest Two is two ninety nine. Like that's for the sixty four. It's, it's reduced version. to that already, or that's a, that's just what they launched it at. That's just the price that it that it is. Like it, that bad. wasn't. I mean, that's sale. not bad for supposedly the best standalone non PC required VR, right? Yeah, you know, I mean, this is Oculus Quest Two Advanced All in One Virtual Reality headset. It's only sixty four gig memory, so like. I don't know how big any of these games are. Like, I don't know how. Well, the good thing about a lot of VR games is they they still can't go super high resolution. So they're not as large. I believe the Vader Immortal episodes, like each episode was, I'm completely making this up, but I'd say 10 gigs or less. Yeah. Okay. uh, So that's, if that's the case, then I'm totally fine with that. Yeah. But like, even like. Even the 256 gig version, like you can get a 256 gig with a carrying case for 450. So, I mean, that that in itself, like the 256 gig by itself is 399, which is still not bad. Like, so I'm like teetering, you know, I'm like, yeah, I love it. I mean, I love the medium. It's just like when they tried it decades ago, as I predicted when I was still in the gaming media, it's floundered, if not already busted again, because they just couldn't cook up the software. Yeah, I mean, the medium is radical, but it needs software to survive. I've only played... Uh, what was it the, the the Star Wars pilot game? Where the fuck that is? I don't remember. Squadrons, Squadrons. Yeah. fantastic, fan fucking tastic. Vader Immortal, pretty damn good, but kind of that on reels uh, VR. Farpoint VR for the PlayStation VR is probably one of the best because you actually were given a gun and you would move in the game. I mean, it was it was as close to a shooter as a virtual game could get. It was free motion, none of that click-based turning, so you didn't vomit everywhere. Yeah. But that game, holding a light wand like it was a gun, was the closest I kind of got to like, all right, keep this up and I will keep doing it. But it didn't happen. The fucking software pittered out. Uh, it's hardly supported on consoles at this point in time. There is uh, going to be a new, like a PS5 headset that they're developing. Yeah, but we, you already so. told me it's still going to be fucking wired, so they can yeah, go blow it, it, it out their ass. From what I can tell, it's still going to be tethered. But, it, it, I mean, like, and that's the only thing that's really attractive about Quest to me is that it, you're not tethered. 
It's all in one. Yeah. You don't have to have like a connection to something else. Like it like the, the headset is the system. And it's not like it's not like a cable is like, oh, I want to be, be running around my basement like a jerk off. No, it, it's I, I mean, it, it weighs it down. It adds to the, the, the already inconvenience of wearing something tight on your face for an extended period of time. Yeah, uh, they can get in your way if you're playing a game where you need to use wands and move your arms. And it, it would if, if you're in a game where you can move around a space, it, it would limit your mobility. Yeah. And, uh, it, and then like apparently it's only the the device itself is only like. 1.8 pounds it's very light oh yeah so and i i am with you man i think if someone's like oh i just want to get into vr i would be like oculus quest deuce yeah so I would, you, I would, you'd be able to play every, pretty much every game outside of like a few specific psvrs but you, you you get access to every game and they'd be at their best because even even vr on the playstation was always kind of downgraded a bit yeah the best place still, though, and I don't know if they still do it. You'll have to tell me when you go is is uh, was it at the edge or whatever the fuck they call it at Disney Springs? The void. yeah. The void where they have the full on experiences where you're you're wearing like proton packs from Ghostbusters and vests that have sensors that if you get shot, they fucking tap you and vibrate you like you're getting shot and you're actually free and work. You're kind of walking through a warehouse with other people but because you're in the virtual world you feel like you're walking on mustafar you can feel heat coming up and wind it's it's like it's they add a fourth dimension to it but because of the packs the responsiveness of the interaction with the game itself and the environment there is no better way to experience virtual reality than what they do at the void i don't care if it's the the, the star wars experience i think they have a uh, it was like the Incredibles, like a, a Disney-based one. They're they're they're, they're great. They are great. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if the void's still open. I'd have to check. But I'd yeah, imagine I mean, that, that one got tagged with COVID because it's completely indoors. It's close. Uh, you got to touch a bunch of equipment. So I, I'd assume if if it didn't go out of business, it's at least been put on hold. Yeah. So I'll I'll have to check that when we go back to disney and see if it's open it's 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 the best twenty dollars or whatever you'll spend at disney for 20 minutes of of entertainment it's fucking kick-ass especially if you're a star wars fan nice all right so i mean that's really the only news if you are into the star wars video games and the vr ones in particular check out galaxies or tales from galaxy's edge part one and part two will be releasing later this year if you want a, a vr headset check out the oculus quest 2 it's on Amazon now, $299 for the 64 gig version, $399 for the three, uh, 256 gig, gig version, so they're readily yeah. available. It, it doesn't um, play Outriders, so I don't need it. it I, yes, it does not all I need in my life right now is, is Outriders. I fucking love that game. So there we go. But that is, that's all the news for this week, so that kind of right. kicks us into our fan segment Switching things a little up bit here. early. I mean, we're, we're moving at a good clip this week, and well, I'm happy Nick, because Nick I gave got me some... marching orders. He's like, yeah. listen, motherfucker, I've got some shit to do. I got, I, I got, some I got dogs in daycare and groceries need shops, so yeah. don't talk so fucking much. So I think I'm doing pretty good. 
Yeah, we, we, we're moving along. We also didn't have that much to talk about this week, well, all in all. We we were supposed to have a guest today, so... We, we, we uh, were supposed to have a guest today, but unfortunately, Jesse had a last uh, yeah, minute I'm just uh, Well, Nick outed him. I, was, I wasn't trying to out anybody, but no, we, yeah, we had to he, scramble a little bit last minute, so um, we'll, we'll still hit two plus hours, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, oh, shit. You wanted to do uh, Battle Bracket first, right? We can do we can do them after, so no big deal. We'll just start off with the question this week. All right, so question week, I'll read it, and then I'll turn it over to Nick to read the first one, because unlike last week, the old uh, the old prostate has failed me, so I'm, I'm back to having to take my, my old man restroom break of the show here. Uh, but the question was, and, and we didn't get a lot of response, I, I need to just maybe post these Monday night and then repost them Tuesday to kind of get the... Uh, the international crowd, the double juice, right? But here we go. So, what do you want to see during the premiere of the Bad Batch next week? So, Nick and I, we we kind of laid down some predictions. Not so much what we want is more what we're expecting to see. So, we wanted fans to kind of drop down their dreams and wishes for the seventy-five minute long premiere of Bad Batch titled Aftermath. Aftermath. All, All right, right, Nick, so, uh, take the first one. Uh, yes, uh, vamp on a bit. Tan. So he says, I'm not great with speculation, but I just want to know what the state of the galaxy is along with what the Empire is doing for their army going forward. Just excited for more good storytelling. So, I mean, we can basically tell you already what what is the state of the galaxy. The first episode is going to be bingo, bango, right there after Order 66. Um, the clones are back on Camino. They're being reassigned, like Matt was saying, like they're there for their reassignment, but really we know, you know, this is the the start of the Empire. So we're 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 right after Order 66. Probably we may even get, like Matt said, scenes of Order 66 going down. So that's the state of the galaxy. And then in terms of what the Empire is doing for their army going forward. I mean, you're, you're, you're probably talking about reconditioning. You're probably talking about, um, you know, clarification of orders and what the state of the right. of the Senate and stuff is So probably going to see you some would, of that. You would have to think with the clone army that they have at their disposal, they're going to try and repurpose as much of that as they can into the new world order. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so there's a good chance for the first year or so of the Empire, the clones were being heavily utilized as as the stormtroopers. Still yeah. kind of wearing that modified clone armor we've seen in these trailers of the people, which is probably Crosshair's unit, going after uh, the Bad Batch. I mean, I still said that, that could be Cody, but at this point in time, I think the Crosshair angle is uh, just too clear. Uh, but this, I, I think the state of the galaxy, it's going to be confused. Yeah. Uh, because the Republic has been turned into an empire at the snap of a finger. There's going to be some planets that are, are thinking like, oh, this is great. The fucking CIS is finally gone. We can get back to our lives. No more separatists. Yeah. The almighty Republic is now this big, big brother empire, and they're going to protect me. Where the other half of the galaxy that you know, lost the, the CIS, the SEPs and the other planets that never joined or were just, you know, war torn from battles between the two factions are going to be going like, Oh shit, 
uh, th- this doesn't sound right. How is the Republic going to the Empire? And they're telling us that the Jedi were the ones that did everything wrong. And that that's the reason shit went sideways. It had nothing to do with the fact that the Emperor himself did all this himself and staged this coup and has sent the galaxy into disarray. <laughs> uh, so I think it's, it's going to be lots of confusion. There's going to be people that are feeling great senses of relief. But there's also going to be people that are really starting to feel dread setting in like, uh oh, what, what, what was going on before was bad with the Clone Wars. What we're heading into now, those are the dark times that old yeah. Ben was talking about in his hovel. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, we have well, seemingly we have a lot of episodes to see exactly how this is going to play out and, and answer all of those questions, the state of the galaxy and the Imperial Army orders moving forward. So good response there by Ripik Tan. Next up, we have, I, I don't know. This, this is, um, it, it goes by Nova, Nova in our Discord, yeah. but it's SW Black Series Clips on Instagram. He there makes those fucking hilarious mm. uh, stop motion bits. His most recent one is he had Palpatine dancing to Back in Black, I believe. Nice. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so there we go. SW Black Series Clips. He says, really looking forward to seeing Order 66 get issued and the clones getting restructured under the new Empire. It'd be great to see some of the better known clones like Cody or Wolf, but they might be saving those appearances for episodes down the road. So, um, yeah, I mean, now that we know, essentially, like probably this this figure that we thought was Cody at first is likely going to be Crosshair. Right. Now, I'm so not that- completely closing that door because I would love I actually think that. That is a a better heel turn that Cody, you know, still somewhat conditioned is is turned against clones and and hunts yeah. down clones that go off the reservation. But I just it, there's too many signs pointing at Crosshair at this yeah. point. But I, I do think that we're gonna eventually see the fate of some of those clones. Yeah. Well, I, like Cody and Wolf will definitely yes. be included. And I'm with you. And and I think we have to. I mean, Cody in particular. I mean, he's. I mean, he's been in the fucking movies as a named clone. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you, even Rex didn't get that treatment. So, yeah, uh, Cody is a is a pretty big, heavy fucking hitter, uh, and it would be nice to get some form of resolution. I mean, he he we know what he did with Order sixty six. He tried to fucking kill Kenobi. Yeah, so. he literally shot a cannon. Uh, but but so. what happened? You know, th- does he does he stay wonky? Does he keep with conditioning? Does he uh, assimilate into the Empire? Uh, we know ultimately where Wolf and Gregor end up, but how do they get there? Uh, how do they end up with Rex? And and I I 100% think we're going to get resolution to their story. Cody, they may they may leave open, but I, I I just don't see that happening because he is such a a fan favorite because he is one of the only clones to to actually get a a helmetless speaking version with a name mm. in the movies themselves. Proper movies, yeah. So. I think Cody is Cody is definitely going to happen. But yeah, I mean, the restructuring, I think that's going to happen a lot in the first like the first few minutes of the episode. Yeah. Like right on Camino. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, the that, very first trailer, Nick, we saw them on a Camino platform with the Empire Day or his big Senate speech like I have the Republic to the first galactic empire. Yeah. So that that's like coming real fast. And I think that, you know, like we see the bad batch get put through their paces. I think that might actually happen for every unit 
because they're essentially like Tarkin and, and the people who are now running the Imperial Army want to see like, all right, we want to see degradation levels. Like, who do we need to essentially kill? Like who? Like what clones need yeah. to be retired? Well, I mean, or what clones can we, you know, move forward with? I'm as with you in in terms of they're definitely going to have an evaluation of the remaining clone forces. Yeah, but but in terms of putting them through that that test, I think it's very specific that Tarkin knows about Clone Force ninety nine, knows their differences, knows their sometimes inability to follow order, and he he is he is looking to snuff out any clones that have veered even a millimeter from their conditioning and programming. And, you know, is it through that test? Who knows? But I think the Bad Batch in particular is going to have a spotlight on them because they're literally named a different name because they are fucked up. Like they are not like the other clones. So he easily, he's like, I've heard about you. I, and now I want to see what you do. All right. You've proved to me that you are badasses, but you've also proved to me that you can't be controlled. And that's not what we're looking for in the new empire. Yeah. Yeah. So So, yeah. Any clone that does not just, like I said, do the, do the zig hail and start high stepping they're toast. Yeah. 100%. Uh, So good stuff there from SW black series clips. Next up. Our good friend, Intergalactic Raptor. Oh, he had a great crossover shot this week. I, I, really? I thought Nick might have snagged it, but it was Shredder I, I, versus I saw, Splinter did remaking <laughs> Darth Vader versus Obi-Wan on the Death yeah. Star. I almost picked that one. That it was, was a good a good crossover. Good crossover. Um, so, but Intergalactic Raptor says, I'd like to see another Order 66 montage like the one in Rots. More crazy planets, epic, sad music and Jedi getting their asses handed to them by clones. I think everybody wants to see, I think everybody wants more Order 66. Yeah, I don't know, man. The more I think about it, I I, I think they're going to gloss over it. Out, you, if you get anything, it might be a report of like, oh, hey, everyone, the, the, this is happening across the galaxy. Order 66, we're winning. The, the Republic has won. I don't know if we'll get a direct... Uh, reflection of the planet that the Bad Batch is on and, and with their Jedi, or they never reported the Jedi generals. They were always like Delta they, Force. No, yeah, they were completely yeah. disconnected from but the But I know Jedi. we are going to see a, a Clone Wars battle scene. I just I just assume that's going to be one of the first shots. And, you know, maybe you get like a tail end of of some goofy shit going on, but I, I would not be surprised if 66 is completely glossed over in Bad Batch. Yeah, I would like to see it like I agree with him that I that I want to see just another clip of it because it was so. Yeah, it was so powerful when you saw that in theaters and it like even even though rots itself, you know, you you know, people have their own opinions on it. Disappointing for some the best Star Wars movies for other, which I don't which I don't get. But like no matter what side of that coin you were on that, like the order 66 montage that you got was like, Oh shit. Like this is, it was a huge moment. Yeah, Cause the only other direct look you get at it from a different point of view is Jedi fallen order. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you it's, it's just like a very limited. Cause view. even in, even in rebels, like Kanan never really talked about the, the order and what he had to do. I mean, yeah. it was covered in his comics, but yeah, like, I, it's yeah. just, if you think about, the Bad Batch and the fact that they were never tied to a Jedi showcasing Order 66 in their property doesn't make as much sense as in Clone Wars proper. Yeah. Because uh, they, they they were never t- 
tied to a Jedi general. They never developed those bonds with the Jedi. Hell, they probably didn't even trust the fucking Jedi. You know, Crosshair didn't. So, um, I don't know. I mean, it it might be a mention like, hey, hey, sir, Order 66 was just executed. Republic has won. Something like that. Like, let's wrap this battle up and head back to Kamino. I don't know how it fits directly with uh, the Bad Batch, though, because of their lack of a Jedi tie. No, yeah, that's a good point. It's a good point. So we'll see. Maybe we get it. Maybe we don't. Either way, thank you for your response. I'm getting excited for this fucking show. I mean, outside of the fact that my Tuesday is going to blow because I'm going to have to get up, do real life, do bullshit Star Wars stuff, come back and do the show and then finish real life at night. And then guess what? We got another episode on Friday. At least that one's not going to be 75 minutes yeah, long. It's be 30, 31 minutes. So I, mean, like, I, I legit <laughs> need to kind of watch the kid on Tuesdays because the wife is a corporate warrior. So I'm like, should I get up at five in the morning to watch okay. a fucking kid's show? Yeah, it's it's, it's tough. And Nick, I I know it's stupid. I know it makes no sense, but I'm telling you right now, it's the only thing we do that adds a decent clip of followers quickly to YouTube. So it's like any time a new season of Mando or Clone Wars comes around, I can can bank on adding another 80 to 100 subs to get to that magic 1,000 number for monetization. Yeah. <laughs> so this is why I do what I do. I mean, it, no, part no. of it is OCD. It's a sickness, and I feel like the next video is going to be the one that breaks big. I I know that's never going to happen now, but it, it's still like, all right, well, I got to put the work in because I know it will at least drive new subs to YouTube, yeah, which could equal new listeners to the Dumb Time Show. Yeah. Very. Always, very always thinking, always thinking, Nick. <laughs> all right. So next up. We have a response from Bat2797, a very ardent member of the community, says, First and foremost, I want to see what happens with Rex and the other named clones. I'm fully expecting some heartbreaking moments for our boys and what they become. And of course, all the Star Wars goodness that comes along with it. So, yeah, I mean, like we were mentioning before, these named clones are definitely going to get some sort of like uh, some type of like screen time some type of story progression for them whether it be in the first episode or not i feel like you might get them in pieces like you know you'll get one of them in the first one of them in the fifth one of them in the whatever but you're not going to get all of them like right up front and i just i i I, the only two that we can take to the bank are wolf and gregor because they we know they're confirmed they make it all the way through uh up to rebels right yeah. they're around they're living they're hanging with rex the other named clones i just i don't know i mean unless they get mixed up in confrontations with bad batch i think they're going to be left alone because their series is over their their big sad heartbreaking moment was the finale of the clone wars where we were watching the likes of jesse and rex fight with the with the the order six directive and the pain of Rex realizing that something's not right, but he couldn't figure it out because he still had the chip. Then he remembered what Fives was yelling to him before Fives was executed. That was the the the, the painful recollection or the portrayal of Order 66 from the named clones per- perspective. Yeah. Uh, while I don't think it's going to be completely ignored in Bad Batch, I feel like it's territory that's been covered. And because Bad Batch 
is relatively new. We don't have the history with them. They don't have the ties to the Jedi. They're not going to spend a lot of time trying to to pull on our heartstrings with clones from the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I uh, think they'll it, be addressed. They have to address at least two of them. And I would love for Cody to be addressed. But outside of that, Bad Batch really has no obligation to pick up where the Clone Wars left off for clones. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary. I think that you'll probably end up getting the ones that you want, though. Like, you you know, you'll have run-ins with the ones that defect. You may have run-ins. Uh, with- I mean, we're, we're not, we don't have many left. I mean, yeah. after the Clone Wars, I mean, Jesse died, right? I mean, we saw yeah. him go down in the ship. So you're literally down, and I, I might not know them all, but I'm pretty sure they all get wiped out uh, prior or during the, the Clone Wars, at least the five, because most of the named clones were from the 501st, First, yeah. and a, a large swath of them were in the 332nd that went down that ship with yeah. Ahsoka. Yeah, uh, exactly. So a lot of the named clones we, we grew up with or lived with, because I was in my <laughs> late 20s when I started watching the cartoon, They're toasted. Uh, have already been resolved. So to yeah. me, it's, it's Cody, it's Wolf, it's Gregor. Yeah. I don't know of any others that need address that haven't already been addressed yeah, I mean, in some Rex, form or fashion. Rex, you get a lot of Rex and Rebels, so I don't know if they really need to rehash it. it well, hell, we, we know we're going to see Rex in this show. He, he showed yeah. up in the trailer. So yeah, Rex is, that's a foregone conclusion. We, we know he's in it. But is he the one that, uh, does he link up with Bad Batch to find Wolf and Gregor? When they find them, do they have to rip their chip out or did they already get the chip out? Who knows? That's all stuff that I think is fair game for Bad Batch versus retreading some of the the themes and, and things we saw play out in that final season of the Clone Wars with the clones. There we go. So thank you for your response, Mr. Bat. And we're moving on to our last one. That's from Mando Mugshots. He says, in the aftermath of Order 66, I personally like to know what happened to Barris Afi. Since she's presumably still incarcerated in the Jedi Temple. Can't wait for the show. Keep up yeah, the great I, work. Thank you, first off. Second off, I mean, yeah, we were just talking about Barris not too long ago. Um, she is ripe for Bad Batch. Yeah. Ripe, ripe for becoming an, an Inquisitor. An Inquisitor, exactly. She, yeah. she, I mean, she had multiple episodes in the Clone Wars. She had a huge impact on Ahsoka's journey and Clone Wars season five. I mean, she broke bad. I mean, she literally was, was going to the dark side and was setting up Ahsoka. If it wasn't for Asajj, I mean, who knows what would have happened? So yeah. I think a payoff on Barris is, is definitely warranted. And the bad batch is a great vehicle to take care of it. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think so too. Like just even just seeing her, like you said, like become, like potentially the first inquisitor or something like that. Like, you know, seeing that play out now right. that she is useful to the empire. Exactly. Uh, I think that would be really cool. Exactly. So, yeah. so yeah. And, and by the way, guess who's in control of any prisons that these people would have been locked up in the Tarkin. empire. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The empire, Palpatine, Tarkin, basically the Republic. And Tarkin, <laughs> it was the one that directly presided over her case too. And you, you well, yeah, cause he, he, he was wanting to pin it on Ahsoka the whole yeah, time. Exactly. Like, so now he's like, all right, well I had this girl that I, that, you know, exactly. I was uh, on I mean, her he, side anyway. Tarkin so let's is, just get her out. Tarkin has had a boner for Jedi forever. He hates him. 
He, yeah. he, he can't trust them because he knows of their powers. Exactly. Uh, Tarkin, so, what, a, what a pimp. There we go. So good All response right. there by Mando Mugshots. That's going to push us into our uh, poll updates, our, our bracketology updates for this week. I'm clicking over to the two battles that we had this week. First, um, first one was Anakin versus Maul. And I will say that uh, that I, I expected this one to go a little bit differently. Um, so I know I have them out of order on here, but Anakin versus Maul was the first one that I put up. That one ended in favor of Anakin, 65 to 35. Well, I guess um, we would have known what would have happened if Maul got his way and teamed up with Ahsoka, huh? Yeah, exactly. He would have just been fucking <laughs> destroyed. Been, and he got his ass kicked. Yeah, so our fan base voted like this. 104 votes for Anakin, 57 votes for Maul for a total of 161 votes. And, I mean, the one comment that we got on the post that I, that I put up that announced that the poll was live said that Maul would own that little bitch boy. So who, who, <laughs> dropped, that, who dropped that com- comment? Who, let me see. I'd have to... Um, uh, let me log on to the IG. I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, while you're doing that, I'll, I'll kind of run with it. Yeah. If we're talking Anakin right at the time of Revenge of the Sith when, when his head was all fucked up, right? Yeah. When Maul yeah. knew that, hey, fuck Obi-Wan Kenobi. I need to get him here and these other Jedi here just to get this Skywalker here because this guy is about to fucking break bad and fuck the galaxy up. Um, so I think at Maul at that point, so we're talking season seven Clone Wars with emotionally fucked up Anakin definitely has a chance. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you could argue that Ahsoka ultimately <laughs> bests him and she does just because Maul, remember, he has a problem with his anger and it kind of ruins a lot of his aspirations in life. He just, I mean, he lost focus of the fight. He was getting cocky and, you know, she just kind of edged him off of a a tightrope but i i would say the clone war season seven time frame with anakin kind of not 100 percent mentally maul laser focused on his ambitions it would have been a damn good fight a lot better than 65 35 yeah so the person who left that comment was splusk uh one of uh one of our followers on ig a relatively new instagram account too uh, looks like they're trying to get into the, the, the toy photography a little bit. Splooch. Splooch. Like yes. Splooge. Son of Splooge. Yeah. <laughs> Son of Splooge. Um, but anyway, so this broke out to be 6535 uh, in favor of Anakin Skywalker. Um, notable mall voters were only do the losers. Our friend uh, SW Black Series clips from earlier in our responses. Loser. He, he was a loser. Big loser here. Uh, this is hilarious. Somebody has the 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 handle Star Wars Black Series 2020, <laughs> and it's not Greg. Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's not Greg. So Star Wars Black Series 2020. Uh, I don't know if you knew, but one of our biggest fans here, Greg who snaps, used to be Star Wars Black Series 2019. Yeah. Uh, Tones voted for Maul. Loser. Star- Darth Hideous voted for Maul. Loser. And then, let's see. Is there anybody else that I need to call out here? Optimus Crime and Scion. Loser. Both losers. (laughs) How does it feel to know This is my favorite part now, is just me having Tourette's saying loser as you announce the names. I like this. (laughs) 
Um, and then the second battle was Wolvie versus Palpatine. Ah. So this is the one that I I am a loser on this one because this one broke out 34% for Wolverine, 66% for Palpatine. And you can see that the that the Marvel versus Star either it's like when I put this one out or the Marvel versus Star ones Star Wars ones just get less votes. But it was twenty nine votes for Wolverine, fifty seven votes for Palpatine. Holy shit! Yeah, so I get that that one was DOA. Yeah, so not a lot of voters there. I, it could be because I put these two out close to each other, like within a day of each other. So oh, maybe I know people- Gregu snaps. Because he thinks I'm your fucking keeper. He's like, hey, is Nick posting the poll? I was like, I don't know. I hope so. He usually yeah. does at some point. He, Greg may have voted for Anakin in the last one because I see he created another fake account and voted for Wolverine on this one. So he now has six votes. <laughs> All of his votes were, went to Wolverine. Greg, so he's a asshole. loser six times over. Loser, 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 loser. And then I'm a loser. Loser. So that Nick C. Tones again is on the losing oh, side. Oh, Tones got the double loser this week. Double loser for Tones. Double Baron's, loser. Baron's Black Series is a loser. And then Optimus <laughs> Crime again. He's another double loser. Oh, I love it. Can you imagine people just tuning in right now? And you're like, yeah, Baron's Black Series loser fucking optimus crime loser like (laughs) like, man no wonder no one listens to their show they just fucking call everyone losers it's like they hate all of their fans oh look at devin says he engaged in the polls this time was he a loser or a winner who was super scoundrel super scoundrel let's see hey or sir dork do you see what sir dork's doing by the way uh, Super Scoundrel voted for Palpatine in this one, so he's oh, he's on the winner side. Winner. Um, what's what's Sir Dork up to? I saw something. Right. Oh, he's putting together like a okay. big meetup in France. Jared, right? correct me if I'm wrong here. I'll give you a free plug on our show, even though you have like ten times more thousand followers <laughs> on your account. But I'm pretty sure Jared has linked up with a company that offers experiences with people, oh, and it okay. sounds like this company is offering a a toy photography experience trip with one Sir Dork. Okay. To where they're going to like you, I think they 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 fly somewhere, they're going to stay at a hotel and they're just going to work with Jared and fucking do toy photography all weekend. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. It's like a trip to France, right? It, it's yeah. somewhere exotic, but uh, it, it, it it sounds like people are paying to buy spots to to go hang out with Sir Dork, aka Jared Middleton, for a weekend of of toy photography using his methods and styles. He's 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 going to mentor you. He's essentially becoming Qui Gon Jinn, and all of you will be young Padawan Kenobis. Yeah. That's it's pretty fucking cool, man, that he's able to get something like that together. Um, so, yeah. For, yeah. And well, the cool thing is, it, I, community. I think it's rad that I believe it's it's a, it's official and it's like sponsored, like it's a company that offers these types of experiences. Yeah. And I believe they've teamed up with him and, and the people pay in to get the spots and then they go on the trip. It's in Lake Placid, New York. So oh, okay. uh, it, it, it should have some very, very uh, interesting looking outdoor shooting locations because we know the dork does not shoot inside. Otherwise, he would have burnt down his apartment complex by now. 
Yeah, there you go. Um, so. so congratulations to Jared, still kind of making his way in the toy photography community and also monetizing and benefiting from the art form. Yeah. So we speak awesome your name. Stuff. I don't know if all the slots are gone yet, but look up at Sir Dork on what's his last? Is it seven ninety? Uh, seven nine zero. Yeah. Yeah. Look him up. See, check the details. The, the spots could be gone. I mean, the guy has a huge following. Seven three zero. Seven three zero. Sorry, Jared. We don't. We we, we forgot to seven three zero. Uh, but but yeah, check check out his account on Instagram at Sir Dork, 730 for the details. If you missed out, you already missed out, maybe you can find uh, someone selling the opportunity on eBay for three (laughs) times the cost. Yeah, so we'll see. But yeah, good stuff. Go hang out with our good buddy, Jared. Yeah, go Um, there and try not to fucking melt your own skin, all right? Because this guy uses real blowtorches, not just fucking plastic lighters. Exactly. I'm talking blowtorches with spark lighters, You'll have a great time. I, I'd imagine it's going to be a fucking hoot. I, oh, yeah. I'd also imagine that you better like fucking Mountain Dew. Yeah, there's right. going to be a lot of Mountain Dew Because knowing, knowing Jared, if he's going on a trip, I think you'll be injecting Mountain Dew into your veins before every shoot just to channel his animal spirit. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there we go. Jared's in here, too, showing some love. So yeah, Lake Placid, hit up his account, <laughs> sign up. And then learn, learn how, how to, to blow shoot shit from, up from the best. There we go. Um, all right. So that brings us into our fan segment, our right. top five fan segment That's for right. this week. Because uh, we've we've gone through. We've gone through the battle bracket. We've gone through the question of the week. So that brings us to the last one we got. And this week is a fan shot breakdown week, too. We got two shots to look at from oh, yeah. Burkhead Toys and we one actually from see North Adam Store. Burkhead Toys is in the in the stream now getting ready to He's take ready. his medicine. I told him, He's I told him get I was like get ready up. you're gonna be on here and then Nerd by Northwest is our other one for the fan shot breakdown. Wait, wait, I'm gonna try a whole to new that, take to the fan breakdown where I'm just gonna be a complete asshole. Oh there you go. What a <laughs> what a time to do it. Um all right so this this week let's do it buddy who's first we're going to kick uh, hold it on. off. Let, with... let me let me give my pitch before we get into it. Just okay. in case there is a new listener, which there probably isn't, but you never know, so I got to do it, right? I got to practice if anything yes. else. It's like I'm at the at the carnival. I'm one of the barkers up there getting you to come over and take your shot. 3 throws for $5. Everyone's a winner. No, seriously, <laughs> here. We are, um, we're in the mix of our fan segment. If you haven't noticed, we love our fans. So we like to incorporate them on the show every week. And we do that four or five different ways. Okay. First way you can get involved is through the fan question of the week, which we just went through about a segment or two ago. So check, check your uh, Instagram at Star Wars Time Show, typically on Tuesday mornings, 8 p.m. or no, 8 a.m. E, something like that. Just check our stories, check our posts. There should be a question of the week. We like to feature up to five responses to the question of the week on the show during the fan question of the week segment. So get in while the going is good. So that's one way to get on here. Another way is to participate in our weekly Star Wars art sharing sessions. They're not really sessions. It's open all hours of the day, every day of the week. So like 28.9, you can tag at Star Wars Time Show and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show in any and all Star Wars posts. There we go. Hopefully it's art. 
but it doesn't really matter. We actually got a tattoo today. I think Ripping threw one our way, and I put it up in her story because it was cool. So tattoos, traditional art, real-ass paint, toy photography, you name it. You tag your boys at Star Wars Time Show and use hashtag Star Wars Time Show because every day I will feature 12 shots on our account for the community to see. And... After seven days have passed, my buddy here, Nick, or over there, Nick, he will go through seven days worth of 12 shots a day and pick the top five for the week. And that is where we are at now. Like he said, the top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week ending four, two, six, Alien Day. How do you like that? (laughs) <laughs> all right nick let's do it who's first first up we have utini toys o-o-h-t-i-n-i underscore toys with the awesome kylo ren shot here this is tfa kylo we see him it looks like he's you know fully robed still has his unbroken mask on right his cross guard saber ignited looking all janky and unstable as it does in the movie. It looks like he's standing in some sort of cave. That That's, I mean, that was my favorite part of this shot. I, I think this might that be, light. this might be another um, first and first type of deal with like a first feature on Instagram and then a first top five for Utini okay. toys. But it is Nick. It's, it's the setting. It's like, I don't know if he's got like blankets and he just poked a hole in to, to, to get that light ray to come in to really accentuate the atmosphere aerosol or the smoke that Utini toys used. But that's what sold the shot for me. It's like, yeah, yeah what is Kylo doing? Is he in this, this cavern? I mean, there's, there's a down first order trooper. Did he take him out like his grandpa used to when they pissed him off? Uh, even did the, the iconic Haywood pop, let's throw a Star Wars barrel into a shot to make it look like we actually tried to stage a scene. But it, it's the light leak coming in, accentuating the atmosphere, and just kind of painting that one side of Kylo while the blade, and I'm assuming uh, Utini used a red light, uh, fleshes out the other half of Kylo. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a really beautiful shot all around. I mean, it, it captures... TFA Kylo in just like a perfect way. And yeah, the, the, the atmosphere and the lighting is like you said, it's really kind of what sets it off. So uh beautiful shot here by Utini Toys. Give them a follow on the Instagram. Well done. It just I mean, sometimes if you just have a black background, what yeah, you can just, do with light and atmosphere can really spruce up a, a scene yeah. with with no background at all. I mean that's as I've been shooting inside, I've been trying to get better at having lacks of background uh, and sometimes even throwing up just a, a black poster board. It's like, all right, now you have nothing. Let's fucking make the lights do something special. Yeah. I need to get outside, though. The weather's turning. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting the itch to shoot outside and light off some fireworks. I've got neighborhood <laughs> kids that play in the, neighbor, the yard right next to me now, so maybe they'll get hit with some flaming embers <laughs> or something. With some uh, with some stray, I just I gotta ball. get I gotta get my privacy fence back up. The, the the neighbor that lived there before current neighbors tore it down. You know, it's like a shared fence, and it was his side. But now I see everything, and they see me, and it's the only side of my yard that, that is, is exposed. Completely. So yeah. like when I'm peeing off my deck, I have to angle certain ways <laughs> because the fence is down, and I need to get it back up. But yeah, there we go. Exactly. 
There we go. Yes, I still pee outside as a 40-year-old man. I I pretty much only pee outside on the weekends. I'm I'm spraying, if you will, to keep some skunks and wildlife away from the deck. He's marking, Matt's marking his Damn straight. We're all fucking yeah. animals. We just yeah. pretend like we're better. I mean, I, I'm I'm using my urine just like these cocksucker uh, raccoons do when we put up our blow up pool and they piss all over the side of it. So what do you think <laughs> I do? I piss right back. Yeah, it's like here you go, bitch. This no, you, is you my wanna, spot. Not you. You want to smell some urine, some watered down urine? Here you go. <laughs> there we go. All right. So good job at Utini uh. Toys on Instagram. Go give him a follow. Beautiful work with the Kylo shot. Next up, we have some real-ass paint. We actually have more real-ass paint in here actually, than usual. So the first piece of real-ass paint comes from Hawaiian Mako. Or this guy's Mako, a fucking pimp, by the way. Yeah, this is... So this one piece here that we see of some Phase 1 clones, one of them with a Gatling gun, is in the foreground just fucking humbling away. You got two on the sides, on the flanks. You can see that they're in kind of like a, a protection mode. One of them's facing the back, one of them's facing the side, one of them's facing the front. And the shot, like, not the shot, the piece here by Hawaiian Mako is just absolutely it's, Nick, it's insanely un- detailed. believable. I mean, okay, yeah, the, the, the painting... It's cool as fuck. It's it's clones holding a Gatling gun in the in the midst of battle. But that's not the magic to me. The magic is a human being used their fucking hands and fingers to render that. Yes. Like probably drew it all out with fucking pencils and shaded it in with pencils. It just I don't get it. We need to start getting some of these real ass painters on for interviews because I, I, I truly have to ask them, like, what the fuck? How many hours of practice? Uh, you know, when you were three, were you already drawing perfect circles and lines? I, I just I, I have a hard time believing. And I know with the 10,000 hours of practice, a lot of people can become experts at a lot of things. I'm not discounting that. There's a part of me is like, dude, if you, if you just for the past 10 years stopped fucking off trying to, to build an online presence, you probably could be playing the fucking guitar by now. Like if I would have yeah. used all these hours I've dumped into Entertainment Buddha and now Star Wars time to practice the guitar, even without innate musical ability cooked into my DNA, I probably could do something on the guitar at this point in time. I, I just don't know how you get to this level. It's, it's fucking mind-blowing to, yeah. to render lifelike humanoid drawings from your fingers. Makes no yeah. sense. No, I mean, it's, it's absolutely insane. And this kind of stuff from Mr. Hawaiian Mako, Shane Molina, as his name is on his Instagram, uh, is, is, is really insane. And he does give some BTS as well. So if you go to to hawaiian mako's ig yeah they're fucking look at the, sketches with goddamn pencil yeah, if you look at the yeah the, the one right next to it you can see just like the the sketched outlines oh uh that he, that he made to to really put this together so uh beautiful work from from shane molina i just i love his hawaiian style mako. because it is it's 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 very tattoo oriented to me right like it like is. tattoo it does art feel like a tattoo piece. But yeah they, they all feel like they're tattoos but i'm telling you man like you keep saying like oh man you know i'm not against getting a tattoo i want to get a tattoo you need to like commission one of these guys here i want this right here this tattoo of grogu with no shirt surfing 
Dude, that there. is fucking awesome. Look at that. There dude. you go, man. That that's get that. Oh then. my god. I just I I don't know, man. I love you, toy photographers too. Because <laughs> some of you, you put out shit that also makes me go like, how the fuck? But even there, I like I have an idea of how you got there, right? Yeah. These people, the real ass painters, fuck, man. I mean, it, 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 for all I know, they they have made a deal with the devil, the universe, gods, goddesses. It, it's just it's mind blowing. Just amazing yeah. stuff. And that's why I love yeah. them. They can do some incredible shit with just their hands and a little bit of digital, you know. I, I've got one from Photoshop. Tegan Lee I've been sitting on. She did Boba Fett's helmet. It looks like a real fucking helmet. It, it's, it, oh, wow. Okay. It makes, I just like, what? What? It's, you blowing. motherfuckers are turning your hands into cameras, essentially. <laughs> I don't get hey, it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love this kind of shit. And like, again, I don't know if, if Hawaiian Maka, I'll check his page to see if he has like a, like a red bubble or some sort of shop that you can get his prints on. But yeah, like, I was just on it. He, he does. Uh, we, I guess we should plug it since we use people's art. Um, HawaiianMakoShop.com. There you go. So yeah, hit it up. It's in his Instagram about us. So hit hit the Instagram. I would just love it then, if the if Shane guy was like a big Samoan looking Hawaiian, like you know Samoan yeah. living on Hawaii, Hawaii, just a big dude. Because a lot of times, you know, to me Hawaiians are very chill people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean they don't yeah. they don't like us white people too much. Not that <laughs> I blame them because it's just another territory. We're like, hey, this looks great. We want it. Yeah. Uh, and, and took it but you know if you're ever out there and you have people calling you howlies you probably should get out of the way or leave <laughs> dude, but anyways this- I, I just have a feeling this guy is a, a big dude but like a teddy bear and just like fucking gentle and down the earth and in one in one with nature <laughs> there you go uh, but yeah man i mean his shit is really fucking awesome it's like ass. it, it seems like all of his prints that you if you want to get one they're 11 by 17 prints you can request larger sizes um and then you can also man, get at- it in 18 by 24 24 by 36 the, the the 11 by 17s are 40 bucks i mean which is well worth it for a piece of art that looks all right. like i i don't even want to like point this out because i'm going to go ahead and, and save it and put in the features folder but this this one of a boba fett predator crossover character oh shit oh my god <laughs> omg he's got keep the head your, he's he's got boss head on there he's got zuckus yeah, yeah. Keep your eyes out for this one in the future Dangar. he calls it predboba predoba Pradoba. Pradoba. <laughs> Beautiful. That work. is fucking. That's a tattoo right there. Yeah. Look at that. I'm telling you, man, you see to commission him to draw you up something. Holy him. shit. Oh, I got to pull this up so I don't forget. <laughs> Holy hell. So, that is badass. At go ahead. You, yeah, move, move us on Mako to the next one. On IG. Beautiful, beautiful work. Um, next up is another piece of real ass paint. And it's it's like a different style. So Hawaiian Mako is very kind of realistic in the style that they're going for. This is from Jailer oh, Doodles, I and I know this. we featured Jailer before. And she is like like literal dead on Disney. Hundred percent. Like it, I, she doesn't work for Disney, right? She, I don't believe so. Like she does not say she works for Disney or anything yeah, hi. like that. I'm Jay. She, her, multi fandom cat mom reposts are okay. Just tag me. 
Yeah. She likes us. Like, don't worry. I've, I've already cleared it with her. Yeah. It, you know, we featured Jailer. 7,000 followers. What the fuck? Jailer Dudu should have like 200,000 followers. I mean, yes. just look at the gallery. Nick is 100% spot on. It's it's Disney animation to a T, but with with pop culture characters. Exactly, and like so, what we see here is her take on oh my basically God. warrior slave Leia. So you get Leia, yeah, the hot in slayer the, in the you know the the bikini that she was on that she was wearing on the on the uh, sail barge, but she's also got a bow staff there, and she's literally about to kick the shit out of somebody. So uh, a a much more empowered warrior-like slave leia and she does like it blew my mind because when i saw this i was like oh is this like a disney character that we haven't seen yet but it's not it's just jailer right draws it, these- nick it's it's the disney air of animation would you say like early 90s to well 90s to 2000s right like a uh, little mermaid and it's like basically like all the way from beauty and the beast from kind of like mulan like like yeah. early mid 90s yeah like mulan is like animated mulan is is really close to right. this character it's it's a very defined era of disney animation which is which has changed throughout throughout time and it's yeah. changed again i mean now it's moved more into that the, the cg look you get with a lot of animation actually she, this character that she drew it kind of looks like bell a little bit like a little bit of bell yeah, that, that does, that's why i said beauty and the beast it, it's got that yeah. that that look but obviously with our with our lady love the hut slayer princess leia i don't i mean come on that that's a t-shirt that's a poster i mean that that's that's a jersey i i fucking love the hut slayer yeah yeah i mean it's a it's a fucking beautiful piece of art here and like Matt said, only 7,000 followers on this account. We yeah, know that she is also uh, friend. I don't know if she's friends with, but she is followed by Savvy Art, one of our favorite real-ass painters here there on the go. Star Wars Time Show. And um, she follows Savvy. And you can just see like the, the, the level of work that Jailer puts out for... It's, for it's pristine. Yeah, it's it's insanity. It's like, another she, one. It's like, I mean, artists are just screwed. It's just like, it's so hard to make it to, I guess, what they would want, the, the big leagues. I mean, I know I, I've uh, I've seen some of Savvy's stories. She's like, oh, yeah, I'd love to be an animator for Disney. But the fact that I now have this following and I'm, you know, making money, doing what I love, animating or drawing what I love now. But it is, it's like, man, how are they not, all these people just not getting scooped up? Yeah, uh, Jailer Doodles, Daz Tibbles, Super Scoundrel, yeah, uh, Savvy Art. I mean, come on. But seven thousand. Let, let's do something for for Jailer Doodles that happened to Super Scoundrel. Yeah, I know. It's like we, we basically made Super Scoundrel go from like five thousand. <laughs> us alone. To I, always, I love that. I love the the legend of Super Scoundrel is yeah, always going to include Star Wars Time Show <laughs> trying to trying to steal his clout. I love yeah. it. But uh. No, I mean, it's very feasible that, that, you know, you get a little boost from the Star Wars time show. And I mean, if anybody deserves it, it's this. I mean, like you said, the the three accounts that show following Jailer are all some of our favorites. Savvy, Melty Arts, Nerdy Fairy Sarah. They all create just fucking outstanding studio quality art. All right. Like not fucking around. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, I, I, I don't get it. I don't hands. get it. Like, how do you do this? And then, Nick, not only do you have to draw them, 
Then you, you have, have to, to fucking color them in to actually exactly. make them look real and reflect what light would do. You have to paint them. You have it's to do a crazy. lot of stuff to make them look good. So, I mean, it, it, it is. It's really fucking crazy. So, um, Jailer also has a shop. If you go on her Instagram page, you can go to her uh, prof- her link tree. It has her Etsy shop on it. She also has a a, a um, red bubble on there, too, where you can get, like, T-shirts and stuff like that. Um she she's actually she dropped a bunch of stuff on 420 and she's already sold out um so her red her etsy shop looks a little bare right now but it seems like she still is putting out like, stuff look, on dude, look at this shot uh, from J- january it's ahsoka and barris like they're having a sleepover one, like yes. paint each other's nails i mean just fucking beautiful shit great idea especially yeah. for these two characters who were friends mm-hmm. who would have been hanging out as padawans together exactly so Damn. Uh, go show jailer some love at jailer j-a-y-l-e-r doodles on instagram just absolutely just fantastic world, you their, you their real outfit. ass painters i tell you what whatever you all did right. whatever you sold let me know because i need to sell it yeah all right i'm, I'm Next ready to, up, to give up pieces of my soul this one here is from yeah there the he moderator is moderator of our chat our mr widescreen himself fan. here he is at tones one one three eight with the scene recreation shot which is one of tones specialties like that's what tones is known for he's that's made what he his, does he yeah he makes series yeah. of of widescreen cards like you would have got back in the day with tops i mean i remember that's how we found them because he even he even styles his name after the tops after when they were tops, doing star yeah. wars cards but he does these widescreen series so it's a widescreen image uh but it's always a it, it's always a composite of of some sort and it looks like He's working with one of his new favorites, and that is the ESB Hot Toys Darth Vader. And he has expertly recreated the the scene between father and son. Come with me. It yeah. is the only way. I mean, you you nailed it expertly. Like you, I, I was kind of scrolling through the IG looking for the top five. And at first, like if it wasn't for Tones' signature frame that he has across the 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 image, I thought that this was just a screenshot from the movie. I just thought I was like, oh well, you know, I don't know what happened, but we, you know, <laughs> maybe there was a story about ESB Vader yeah. or something like that. We just put it up there. So I mean, like this is spot the fuck on, man. Like it's it is as good as you can get in terms of a scene like a an individual moment scene recreation you know what i like and this is going to sound odd but as someone that has done a a shot like this and has had to find that digital background um okay so he didn't composite this one it is actual just a digital background but I, i like the fact that you're still getting a sense of curvature to the background because they were in a spherical yeah, in structure. I'm um, they're, they're basically in the in the in the tower of, of Bespin. So I like the tones still kept even even with it being a flat digital background, still kept some of the uh, curvature to the architecture there. That was a nice little touch. Yeah, no. Uh, but the lighting really... the lighting was matched. I mean that that's always key if you're doing digirama. You got to match the lighting of the subject to the background. Uh, so he he's hit the lighting and and it, obviously it's nice and crispy and clean yeah. as we got like to say. Got a nice say. cape flare there too. Cape comes back up at the end. Uh, yeah, and you know honestly the cape doesn't have a wire in it. I don't think it does. Maybe it does. 
Um, either way, if there's no wire, he probably had to prop that up. I can't remember if he had a wire or not because I. It's been a few years since I've broken out my little buddy Vader. But uh, uh, yeah, I mean, this one's just like you said. It's a, it's a crispy, clean shot um, from tones here. And it really does like it, it, it can fool you. Like if you're moving through your feed fast and you see that you can think that this is just a screenshot from fucking ESB and not even think to stop on and look at it. So um, great job there by Tony. Yeah, if, if you like if you like photographers to kind of follow themes or, or execute themes in their work, Tones is a great one to follow because mm-hmm. uh, unlike me who just goes, hey, I'm going to get a toy and shoot it. Tones has a plan like, hey, I'm on I'm doing widescreens for all of Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to cover the entire movie, hit the major scenes, then for Jedi, then for A New Hope. I think he's through all of those. But uh, who's the other one that, that kind of has that? Uh, was it the Galactic Correspondent? Remember we're talking mm, about yes, him where yeah. he, he essentially takes on the persona of being a, a wartime photographer embedded with the clones. So if you like uh, themed Toy photography tones is a great one to follow on his journeys when he kicks off a new theme. There we go. Um, and that's it at tones one, one, three, eight on Instagram. Well done, buddy. Happy to see you in the top five. And the last one for the top five this week is another, I don't even know what to call this. Is this a toy? This is a toy shot. It is like, a toy shot because that, that is the SH figure arts Ray from The Last Jedi. And then she's wearing the Pokemon trainer's hat. Yes. And so th- this it's is just, it's tra- art. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 it's a toy. It's toy photography, but it's, it's more of what I'd call like an art piece. You know? Yeah, th- exactly. Like I had a heart, like I was looking at this and I'm like, is this even a toy? I thought that this was like a, like a Photoshop composite at first. But now that you like you confirmed to me that it is a toy, it is absolutely insane. So we're looking at the shot from Coco Nico, C-O-C-O-N-E-K-O-S. Who, let, let me pull up the account because this, this is actual, it's um, two accounts that have joined forces. Okay. Uh, SW Junkies ID and, and Zupa Bunny. I know we, we've talked about some of Zupa Bunny shots before. Yes. Uh, I, I'm assuming they're, they're husband and wife and they essentially they just team up and they're resharing some of their old stuff. Uh, and, and busting out some new stuff on this new Coco Nikos account. Yeah. So, I mean, but this, this shot in particular is insane. The, the, the posing of the Ray one, you wouldn't yeah. even know it was Ray. If, if like you would, you really have to kind of look at the clothing. To right. Cause she, she, Ray. she's got her lightsaber spread out in like an upside down V shape. And that she's got her yeah. head down. Like she's channeling power about ready to fuck someone's day up. Yeah, and then so you have a red lightsaber and a blue. The red, the right side of the image is dominated by the red hue. The left side by the blue hue, and just the pose, the 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 post processing because you get some good like bokeh coming in, some movement of the. Looks like there's like a wind blowing this bokeh in towards her. The background looks like it's just like almost like a Japanese kind of street that she's it is I, I've, I've got the bts up now and it, it is it's just like a, a printed piece of paper of i don't know like a, a tokyo alleyway or a hong kong alleyway yeah and um it was just, just like two simple lights just, on the setup and they blew like dust off a of paper and that was it jared says he thinks they're brother and sister so hey, oh well you know you know <laughs> they hey jared it, you, you live in america they do that stuff down the south right <laughs> oh my god yeah <laughs> 
Um, but I mean, just the shot itself, and then the the, the post processing work and everything yeah, else is just absolutely. They're they're amazing. very good at um, uh, post processing, infusing a lot of of digital effects. Uh, I wouldn't say full on composites because the background is is practical. It's just a printed image. Uh, but definitely uh, Photoshop masters is what I would call them. Yeah. I mean, it's it's some beautiful work. So at Coco Nico's on Instagram, uh, go give the account a follow. But like you mentioned, Matt, it is kind of run by both Zupa Bunny and uh, Star Wars Junkie ID. Um, so or Junkies ID. So go give it a follow. Check out some of their awesome shots on both of the other accounts linked to um yeah this one's this is another one where i just put it on put it in a frame hang it on my wall yeah it's cool beautiful stuff. it's a conversation starter because you're like well what the yeah it's like, star the wars it? but they're wearing the the pokemon the pokemon hat, hat and, all right and it's blue so and red the gotta the catch them all five and yes. that's gonna bring us into our two fan shop breakdowns this week first one up is from <laughs> burkhead toys and he's got a taco tuesday shot that is uh, uh Emperor Palpatine and Grogu looks like they're force fighting over a taco, and there's just some mayhem happening in the background with porgs and stormtroopers. I'm laughing because I just saw the location that Burkhead Toys used, and it's (laughs) Kidoba. And if you look at the shot, all right, so I'll I'll set up the shot before we we tear it apart. Not that this is going to have a lot of tearing, but... Uh, this is what I'd call kind of a, a Star Wars hashtag, Star Wars humor, right? Yep. So we've got a, a Grogu, not one of the official ones, but a Grogu, he, he's he's sta- he's sitting on a table. Uh, it, it almost looks like someone's apartment, right? You got a couch yeah. there, a table. You've got, it looks like Din is wrestling with some stormtroopers to the right. Uh, and then in the back, is that fucking Deadpool poking it his head? It is Deadpool. I yeah, did catch got, that, yeah. So you got Deadpool in, in Stormtrooper garb with his helmet up, just kind of looking at something. And what they're all checking out is Sidious and Grogu having a forced tug of war with a taco. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I mean, it's, well, what, first off, the, the, the Grogu is like that, that, Weird series. Okay, right? no. Um, Adams, he's in the chat right now, and he's saying that's a 3D printed Grogu. So yeah, this oh, wow. is an old okay. shot. Yeah, I mean, we trust me when we put out the call for fan shot breakdowns. We, anyone that submitted got submitted. You just got kind of put into a queue. Yeah, got put in a line. Um, so this is yeah. from, the shots from May fifth, twenty twenty. So it's almost a year old. So all right, to to critique the shot. It's going to be slightly difficult, but I, there are some things I guess we could kind of poke holes through. Uh, but I always like to kind of build people up before I tear them down. That's what they tell you in business, Dick. Build them up before you cut them out at the legs, okay? I actually think the concept is brilliant. I think mm-hmm. the posing is brilliant, especially with the the troopers all wrestling with Din over there on the side. Uh, I mean, at first I didn't even see Din was over there, but but that's going to come into my critique. Um, So concept and posing, I think, are are top notch. Now, in terms of what could have made the shot better, I I think it's it's lacking some some light. It's it's a little too lowly lit for my liking. Like I said, it took me a while to even figure out that Din was in the shot. 
wrestling with the stormtroopers because you know he he's a dark figure to start with especially his helmet so his his body kind of gets lost mm-hmm. in in the shot due to a lack of light same with with deadpool i mean really the shot in general could have benefited from just more light yeah a little um bit. I, I like how the light is focused on grogu and sidious i mean they are the subject of the shot uh, but it just feels like because the scene was set up, there is some stuff going on in the background that adds to the story that the background should have had a, a little more uh, lighting to I- expose every nuance of, of this scene. Yeah, I agree with that. That was going to be my primary thing, too, is that is the lighting was a little low in the like for the background figures. Uh, you can perfectly see your your primary figures up front. It's just that, that it actually like I didn't even know Din was there until you said it. That That's what I mean. It's just like you yeah. miss out on some of his very clever ideas for this clever shot. Like I said, I love the shot, love the idea. And the setup is well done. The posing's mm. great. I like the little apartment scene that was built up. I like having Deadpool back there just being a jerk off like Deadpool would. Uh, but yeah, could have definitely used maybe even a stronger spot on Palpatine and Grogu. But like Nick said, just drop a light in the, in the back of your scene. Or as Jason B. Michael said a few casts ago, backlight, backlight, backlight. Uh, you know, it may sound simple, but a lot of times backlight can even highlight uh, the, the, the the foreground. And if you're using atmosphere, it can catch that and really make the shot pop more. Uh, but really, I mean, outside of lighting, I think it's a fantastic shot. I mean, it's, it's one that's like, Oh, I wish I had the creative brain to be able to think of that and then pull it off. To me, it's just a, a little bit of a lighting issue there at Burkhead toys. Yeah. I mean, beautiful work altogether. Great concept. Very fun for a taco Tuesday. Star Wars shot. So, well, I mean, well done overall for sure. Um, Our next shot is from Nerd by Northwest. And what we see is like a scene, scene recreation in a way of, uh, of A New Hope. And we see a a Y-Wing. Yeah, making making the trench run. Trench run through the the, uh, Death Star 1. So, in terms of breakdown, Matt, what do you see here? Right off the bat, I, it looks too real. It, it looks I, too I mean, real. I, I'm so is sorry, that a toy? nerd. By, is that is that yeah. like actually a toy? Yeah, okay. I'm guessing one of those little models or like from the Star Wars ship model game. I don't know. Um, but I, I'm being dead serious. Like Nick said, is that a toy? So if if we're talking about toy photography, it almost looks too real. But I think that's a good problem to have. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like Nerd by Northwest enlisted the help of at Uncanny Figures, who we've featured on the show before in the top five. Um, for those that forget, Uncanny Figures is like the master of one six scale uh, uh, composite shots, essentially making them look too real that people don't think they're toys. Yeah. So I guess that makes sense why this shot looks this way. I mean, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe it's too real of an edit, but to me, it looks like a fucking uh, a screen out of the uh, A New Hope uh, coffee table book. Yeah, exactly. So, like the, I, 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 I don't have much criticism. I feel like... They even the matched only- like the murky tone of A New Hope's yeah. film quality. It's exactly. Like, I the only thing that I can think of is that like maybe the blur is a little too intense 
and that like but like that uh, that's also what what brings your y-wing into main right focus. i mean that, that's like to me that's motion blur as it as it should as be it, yeah like okay i i got one for you okay <laughs> The the green lasers, I guess, if you really want to get anal about this shot, the, the green lasers probably should have had some sort of reflection off the bottom of the ship, right? Like we should yeah. have saw a little green hue, maybe mm-hmm. a little green hue on the walls of the trench and maybe a slight green hue coming down from the top. Yeah, yeah, um, I can see that. I like don't know, man. Them. I mean, like I said, it'd be like, oh, it looks the tone is slightly grayish purple, but that that's what it looks like in the fucking movie. Like when you see them diving in, I mean, it it, it kind of takes on this purple blue hue. Uh, so I guess that's a little a little knock, but yeah. I don't know. And look, so I guess, nerd by Northwestern here, he says the ships are Bandai models. Yeah. So. Damn. It's, it, it is. It, it's like so. Hold on, hey, to- hey, nerd. So all of the all of the ships are toys. Then let's let's wait for the, their response. But if that yeah. if that's the case, then what the what are you doing sending this to me to critique? <laughs> then this is pretty damn he's, well he's put together. Like, I just want to. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's insane because like the first thing that 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 came up to my head, like in my mind, was like. This is exactly like this this shot and like what you see in terms of the quality that you see in the in the Y wing here is the exact same quality that you saw from the minis used in the yes. movie. Well, I, I mean that makes sense. Episode one. I mean, like not let, even the old ones. Like let's think about one. it. Nerd just said they used a model kit. That's okay. exactly what ILM was doing back in the seventies was making models. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, and, and just confirmed it, it, the, the other ships are also models, Vader tie and one regular tie. Yeah. So, I mean, that just adds even more layers to the shot. I mean, nerd, I don't know if you're looking to get a, a tongue lash in here, but this is just one of those kind of wah wah for the critique segment. Cause it's pretty damn good. Yeah. <laughs> There's like really, really the only thing I got, I can agree with Matt is like maybe a little bit of green reflection off of the, like the, the cockpit, the top of the cockpit for yeah. the Y wing. And then maybe a little bit of green hue on like the underside of the engines. Yeah, uh, you could argue that, to maybe lighten up the, the Y wing just a tad. Like it seems a little darker. Little dark. Yeah. But I mean, come on, that that's like Nat's ass type of shit at that point. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really minimal in terms of the critique that we can give here. I mean, it's just a beautiful shot all around. Like this is another one where it's like you're scrolling through it and you don't even realize it's a toy shot. Yeah, which I mean, has nerd kept credit- up with the hobby? Because I, yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't think we've been tagged in a while. Yeah, credit credit to you and and your uh, yeah. your partner here on Canny Figs. Yeah, like nerd nerd has not posted since January, so taking a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah, taking a break. But I mean, shit with shots like this, man. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just very very impressive. It us, is. So. I mean, it's like I said, it, it's it's in the it's in the movie guide for a new hope. Like, oh look, yeah. this is the scene at the end. It's like, yeah, no, exactly. those are fucking models. <laughs> unbelievable what, what compositors can do just it's another it's like wow wow yeah it's a straight screenshot from a new hope is what he said so it's basically <laughs> just a straight scene recreation so uh beautiful beautiful work 
Nerd by right. Northwest. Nerd by so. Northwest and uh, at Burkhead Toys. Thank you for submitting yeah. for the fan shot critique or fan shot breakdown, as Nick calls it. Anyone interested in this? I mean, we still have a pretty decent queue, but just hit us up on Instagram. Send us a DM. Yeah. Or I if try to grab the most recent ones that we've got. Okay. Now. Or if you're in our Discord, which we'd love for you all to join, we we I think we added a member to the past week. Uh, yeah. Just use our our link tree in Instagram. That's the best jumping off point to find. Uh, a lot of our random socials like discord so yeah uh good work there community keep it up you star wars fan artists there we go that's the end of the fan shop breakdown for this week that's the end of the top five and that's the end of our I'll tell show you what, Nick, so take us home Matt. i thought i i thought i had you out of here in less than three so, hours we we fucked up on the fan segment we dedicated yeah, we, too much time we to the knuckleheads long that dedicate their time to us. So live and learn next week. We're cutting it all out. It's gone. And there, there goes the whole following, but okay. <laughs> all right. As Nick said, it is time to put E159 to bed. Next week's going to be a big show. It's going to be May the 4th. No, we're not going to do anything special because fuck that shit. Who does that? Oh, that's right. Those podcasts that actually have followings, but we don't. So we're not even going to fuck around with it. What we, we are going to do about though, the bad batch, Episode. We are going to pick the Bad Batch premiere apart, unlike any other Star Wars fan cast on the planet, nay, the galaxy. All right, so make sure to tune in for episode 160. And how can you do that if you're not already subbed up to the Star Wars Time Show? Well, let me tell you something. Let me show you something. StarWarsTime.net, right? StarWarsTime.net. I'll do it phonetically because I've been teaching a young human. Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, Star Wars, time, 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 dot net, dot net, dot net, dot net. See, Star Wars time dot net. We just did it. Hooked on phonics worked for me. All right, so StarWarsTime.net, that's where you're going to get all of our content. But more importantly, that's where you can kind of get a heads up on what we're going to be talking about on our weekly show, which we do every Tuesday here on YouTube Live. And then the day after, we port it over to the podcast platforms, which is another reason why you need to get your happy ass over to StarWarsTime.net. Because if you're not subscribed to our podcast platforms, we have all the links for you. Apple. Google, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer, iHeart, do you heart? We heart. We've got it. StarWarsTime.net is where you can find all of our links out to our podcast platforms. And while we're talking about all these platforms and social medias, we'd love for you to follow us, interact with us, rate and review. That's very important, especially on the podcast platforms. The more reviews, the more ratings we get, the more the overlords that run the artificial intelligence that drive the internet will realize that we aren't just a bunch of bozos. It's like, hey, Star Wars Time Show added 20 new reviews this week. They must be doing something great. So we're going to move them up to the top page of search engine results. Do it! Do it. Do it. It'll give us unlimited power. Ah! I want my face to wrinkle right now. <laughs> I'm trying to channel some Sith lightning like. Ah! 
StarWarsTime.net, my friends. There's always time for Star Wars time, right? It's not, it's not, it's not easy to forget us. Or I guess it is if you look at us or you listen to us, but the name itself is hard to forget because there's always time for Star Wars time. There's always time for Star Wars time. I'm working on a new jingle, by the way. That'll be coming to our Patreon only $5,000! StarWarsTime.net. All right, people. It's time to let Nick go play with his family, rescue the dogs from daycare, and to get him some sustenance. His blue milk is out. He needs refueled. So I'll leave you with this. There's always time for Star Wars Time. Get your asses over to StarWarsTime.net. If you're not subbed up yet, first punch yourself second go do it all right and after that report back to us with your black eye and a screenshot of your subscription if you do that we will speak your name for life because there's always time for star wars time and if you listen to the star wars time show the force will be with you always (laughs) 